All right. What's up, guys? I am Thomas Dopeziola. Welcome back to the Dope As Usual podcast. We are here to talk about life, drugs, accomplishments, problems, and everything in between. Today, guys, uh, this guest I wanted to bring on to you. I know 90% of you know who this person is, heard the story, heard the tales. But for everyone out there, I want to educate you guys on the people that I feel more of paved the way for you to not be in such trouble. If, that, if, that, if that's a good way to go or, you know what I mean? Uh, but here we go, guys. This is Freeway Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to start off straight into it. Like I said, this is, to me, this should be a full length, brand new. I know Michael Williams played you before, right? Yeah, he did. He, he did, did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did an interview today about his death. That's so sad. I, I was just talking to him about it. Yeah, he was, he was cool. He was a cool dude. I mean. Out of all the people that has benefit off of my story, had something to do with my story, he was the coolest one out of all of them. I mean, um, I mean, he gave me an option. You know, he came to me. He was like, and I got this big movie role, and. I was like, what is it? He was like, it's Kill the Messenger. And they want to give me your role. And I was like, why did they let me be a part of it? <laughs> exactly. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why am I hearing this from you? And he was like, I don't know. He said, but I will do what I will do. I'll go back to the producers and the directors and I'll tell them you want to be a part of it. And uh, he did. And a couple of days later, he called me back and he was like, they say they don't have nothing in the budget for you. And I was like, don't play the role. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I went home and I thought about it. And he told me what a big role he felt that this was going to be for himself. And, and, you know, I thought about it. And I was like, fuck, man, you ain't never been no hater. Let the brother go ahead and, and Do his exercise thing. his rights. And he also told me about... Uh, the way they wanted to portray my character, you know, totally out of character. I mean, even the way he got him to play it was still out, out of my character, I, at least the way I see myself. And yeah, you know, yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we see ourselves one way and the world sees us in a different light, you know. But uh, I, I try to keep a realistic perception of myself. Um I want to be close to what I think I am. Yeah, you don't want to be misrepresented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah especially yeah. on a scale like that. But, but some people, you know, some people, they're pieces of shit and they think that they're great, you know. Uh, but I don't want to be like that, you know. If, if I'm a piece of shit, I want to clean myself up. You know, I want to get myself right. Yeah. I never, uh, I, I never just want to be one of those people who just allow myself to be just a freelancer, you know, just to do whatever, no matter how fucked up it is or how good it is. You know, I, I want to, to, to have some type of measurement on, on what I do. So, um, when they was talking about the role, it was just, wasn't me, you know, the guy was boastful and, and loud, loud talking shit. And, you know, I mean that's not me. I'm I. I'd rather be the guy who nobody sees, you know, who p 
pushes the button and nobody know who pushed the button. Of course. You know, Dressed in the old uh, Navy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that you never understood. You never would. That's him. Like I met a lot of those people and those are the ones that last. Yeah. And that's, that's what I, that's what I want to be. You know, like, um, I, I got two books out now, you know, like I, I went from being, when, when I found out that it was important to learn how to read, I learned how to read, you know, it's better yourself. Uh, uh, Your life was on the line, right? My life was on the line. So, but, but that's what, with, with just in life, you know, and that's one of the things that I consider why I'm successful is because I'm always looking to up myself, up my performance. Yeah. So you're not one of the people that think about how is everybody else thinking? It's how do I feel about myself? Absolutely. I care. I care absolutely nothing about what you think about me. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to be. And, and, and even if you totally don't like me, I'm not mad at you you because that's your opinion. And you have a right to base your opinion on whatever it is you base your opinion on, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's none of my business. You know, how do you come to your conclusions? You know, because those are your conclusions and not mine. Yeah. So. Plus you, I've never gone to sleep and thought, I wonder what they're thinking about me. Never in life. <laughs> some people do though. And know? that, I mean, you know, you that's, know that's their whole life. I think some people, the whole life is oppressing other people so they can feel that. Yeah. But, but I'm lucky. I guess you're in a lucky personality because we could be like that. And I would hate it. Could you imagine growing up with that mentality is so different, but that's why you're, you got to dress a certain way. You know, you got to talk a certain way, walk a certain way. You can't go over here. You can't talk to these guys because they don't like them. You know? So yeah, no, not the path. So he, he came at you respectfully and said, did he do the, so he ended up saying, I'm not going to do the role if you don't have a budget for you. He didn't say that. Okay. We, We didn't get to that. You know, uh, we left the meeting, you know, we went and sit down and had dinner and he bought me dinner. You know, at that time, I, I was I was broke that time. I just gotten out of prison. I hadn't been out of prison long. And, um, 2010, 11? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It, was, it was early on. Um, and uh, I, I was just like, the rapper had already took my name, you know, and, and, and used it and, and, and didn't do jack shit for me, you know, didn't offer me a car or a, a job. So for everybody, I know you're saying, because I, I know the story, but for a lot of the fans out there, you're in jail. You're in prison, federal prison, and Rick Ross, the rapper, decides to go. William Roberts. To That's take his name? His name. <laughs> William Roberts. All right, we're going to address him as William Roberts. I never, know, I know never you, you probably, most people don't know his name because he, he doesn't admit his own name, you know. Well, when he came out, I I remember going, I've heard that name before, and that's not the same person. <laughs> I know that because, you know, just being a kid, just growing up around, because I'm from, uh, I don't know if you know California too well, but I'm from like by Fresno, Merced area. Yeah. No that's way. real grimy and shit. I know so where Merced is. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Hey, nice. you're one of three people ever <laughs> to know where Merced is. Um, well, you know, I, I used to chase weed. Chase weed? Chase weed. What do you mean? What does that mean? chase we followed around wherever they grow it that's why i go oh to buy it out or something <laughs> yeah to buy it so you used to sell weed before you started doing anything else no no I, I sold weed after i got out of prison oh okay so the the legal route yeah no not necessarily legal not yet and not all the way legal at one time at one time i was i was i went to the black market you know uh, um when 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 i first got into marijuana i, I got in there from a necessity you know, I, I was 
going around selling my book and I could barely pay my rent. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm selling all these fucking books. I'm working long hours and shit ain't working out. Going to all the events and all that. Yes. So uh, when I got off parole, one of my partners was like, man, I'm going to this cannabis event. You ought to go with me. I was like, I don't want to go to that cannabis shit. I don't want to be around those fucking cannabis people. (laughs) Fuckers are having me selling cocaine again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is how I'm thinking, right? I'm like, because, you, you, I, I mean, even though I'm a different thinker, but I, I've still been brainwashed with that bullshit that weed was a, a, a gateway drug. I mean. Really? I believe that. Even yeah. after all of this? After everything I've been through. And then wow. I had to really, like, look at myself. I'm like, well, fuck, you started selling cocaine for you and never saw weed. <laughs> man, that well, you did it a whole different route, man. Yeah. You did it a whole yeah. flip backwards. So, you know, I had to, I had to do some, some, some soul searching. And, and then eventually I, I went to the event with him. And, and I just fell in love with the, with the community. That was know? the L.A. one, right? It was San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Guy, that's the, I have a picture if I'll find it. I have a picture with you. Um, probably 2014. Yeah. You came to my booth. Uh, I can't remember who introduced me to you. And then you had your book. We took a picture. You had your book, and you were showing it at the booth. But that was man, so I saw long. So ago, many man. books there. I was, I was sprung when I left that thing that night. I was like, "This is the route. Hey, this is where I want to be." Yep. The supportive community, man. Yeah, it truly yeah. is. Especially if you've done something that people uh, respect, like getting yourself out of fucking jail. That's just a huge thing. Every person I know has been to jail or prison over this weed shit at one time or another. So seeing someone prosper out of it, even though it's not for the weed, it's just, it's like, fuck yeah, what can I do to support you? Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if, if if you look at the amount of people who have gotten in trouble for drugs, it would be staggering, you know, Probably in the hundred millions, you know. For sure. I would say seventy-five percent of everybody in jails for drugs, right? Yeah, 60, at least 60, 70, 65, 70 percent. <sighs> Damn, it's disgusting. Yeah. It is disgusting. And 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 you know, really, when you when you think about when you think about drugs, you're thinking about really a victimless crime. Yeah, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's two it's two grown people who consent. You know, like, uh, you got some weed for sale? Yeah. You want to buy it? Yeah. I'll sell it to you. <laughs> yeah, it was just the government wants their tax money. It's, it's rooted in for-profit prison, though. That's what it's, I mean, shit. I mean, as soon as obvious. you get to, what, private yeah, prisons. I mean, I mean, the way the way the whole prison system is set up, it, it should be redone. I mean, you shouldn't be allowed to lock people up and benefit on from locking them up. Exactly. You know, judges should not be allowed to own prisons. That's unreal. You know, prosecutors. It's like recruiting. Should, Prosecutors should not be allowed to own prisons because it gives them an incentive to to incarcerate longer and incarcerate more people. Uh, and I think that that's part of what the system has has been doing, you know, with, with the privatized prison. And, you know, you can't even invest in the system if you're not in, in law enforcement. Wait, you can't invest at all? No, not in not in not in some of these uh, private prison corporations. You can't invest unless you're in in law enforcement. You know, you got to be a judge, police officer. That's just a gang at that point. Absolutely. That's a gang. Absolutely. Legally. That's astonishing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. A few of them. They may have changed it now. But when I was in prison, there was prison corporations, Wagon Hut, that you could not invest money in unless you was a 
a, a, a guard or, wow. or a deputy or a prosecutor or a judge. So they want you on their side before they take your money to make sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess if I'm in that piece of shit mind state that they're in, I understand why they do that. But still pieces of shit for doing that. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. terrible. It's piece it's a piece of shit move at the lowest level of arresting somebody for weed and now you owe me five hundred bucks for this weed you had. Yeah. Like what what am I actually supposed to be learning through having to chop you out five hundred bucks over this fucking twenty sack? Yeah, it's getting better though, man. It's getting better. We weed is weed is getting more lenient, I feel. It is, it is. Yeah. But but still it's still fucked up the way they tax it. You know, oh, bro, the, the way they're they giving tax, out the way they're giving out the licenses, you know, that's fucked up because they're putting these high prices on some shit is like the grass that grow in your front yard. You know what I'm saying? That shit is no different. It's a weed. Yeah. You know, uh, why are you charging motherfuckers three thousand dollars a pound for this shit? You know? They just uh, want that tax money, man. I understand. It's the government. They're gonna fuck you no matter what. At least let me keep a little more money. 30%, 40%, you got to pay on taxes just to buy weed, let alone you're selling it, how much they're going to charge you for that. And then packaging, then quarantine, then the delivery, and then distribution charge. It's almost like you're working just to make it, just to make them pack money back. It is, it is. I it's, mean, it's a little people, unreal. People would be amazed. You know, I, I go into a lot of dispensaries and, and I hear the owners talking about how they're not making any money. You know, it's really just... Uh, almost like being glamorous, you know, oh, look, I own a Rolls Royce. I own a dispensary shop, you know. That's all it's for. But, you know, they're not really making it. There's a few who, who really got the, the system they grow down. they grow it themselves, and, I feel. And, um, yeah, most of them grow it themselves. It's the only way, man. Yeah. Other than that, you're paying tax on top of tax, on top of middleman, on top of distribution. It's impossible. Uh, but the government made it that way for the licenses, like you said. So they the rich stay, the rich Stay rich, get their licenses, make more money, and then monopolize the whole thing and buy out the little guys, and it's over. And charge high. Yeah. Because then what? You go back to the street? Fuck yeah, I've been buying black market weave my whole life, man. I don't give a shit. Well, well the black market's going to keep them honest. Yeah. You know, it's going to keep the, the legal mm-hmm. market honest. And until um, the legal market come in line with what's going on, I mean, you know, fuck, you had to go in there and pay. I mean, even even with my weed, and I don't grow, so I have to buy my weed from other people. And fucking eights is $75, 70 $77 a fucking eighth. I'd be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I hate to even tell people how much it costs. I know. It makes you feel like I'm not getting over on you either. I'm barely making fucking money. You know, I, I go there with my book, and, and, and they'd be like, damn, Rick, your eights is 77 bucks. I want to buy some, but I only got 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And I'd be like, oh. Like, buy a book, man. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> buy a book, man. Um, so before we get too crazy into the weed topic, I want to bring everybody back just just to get along chronologically with the story. Is where did you grow up at? Like I where grew you, up in South Central. Born and raised. Not born. No, I was born in Texas, Tyler, Texas. I moved out of here when I was around three or four. So I'm in LA all the way. Oh, so you're all yeah. I'm you're from here, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Texas. Um, if you didn't go to middle school or high school, you're from wherever you're at up there. So you're from California. I'm from California. First yeah. first school I went to was uh, uh, West Vernon uh, Elementary. Nice. I started there. And uh, after that, I went to a Catholic school in Watts. Um, got kicked out for fighting. You know, I used to like to fight. 
No shit. Over marbles. And, you know, and, guys, ooh, guys just poison? try to grab my, grab my marbles and run. I'm going to run you down. Oh, hell no. <laughs> ain't taking my marbles. Marbles were serious. Oh, no, no. You talking. Remember that? That was like my sack. That's me too. I used to keep a, like a, basically an ounce of weed, I don't but know what all the fuck marbles. You, guys are talking about you never marbles. played marbles? Nah. Like the poison, the, all the stuff. Remember the Steelies and Crackful? Oh, shit. That has never <laughs> he, happened. He like got that. excited. Damn. Remember you, so you got people's marbles. Taking you back to a kid, he got excited. For real, I just got all crazy. I, I know, to, the marbles used to be serious. Every morning, every and, morning. And, I got the confetti. I got the cat eye. Like, and, and you know, it's kind of like gambling too. Yeah, like I'm gonna take your shit by the end of the day. And you put yours over there. Don't if risk I, it. If I hit yours, it's, it's mine. mine. <laughs> yeah, it was a serious thing. The little Asian kid, uh, he had like five of his cousins, and they would fucking take everyone's shit. They did that spider shit. They were good at it, man. <laughs> Squatting down. Marbles was a serious game. Yeah. I remember that. Damn, I haven't thought about it in so long. Yeah, so I used you, to love it too. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, did you play sports as a kid? Yeah, yeah, I played everything, football, baseball, basketball. I was, I was, you know, I'm a pretty good athlete. Uh, in high school, I played tennis. You know, I, I, I didn't get big, so. Stuck uh, with what you can get. Yeah, yeah, so I started playing tennis around 12, and 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 I'm thankful for tennis. You know, tennis probably kept me out of gangs. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. Yeah, 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 tennis kept me out of gangs because I was on the tennis court all the time, so I didn't have time to. Who had you out there, just yourself, or was it like there, there... An adult? True, huh? Well, when 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 we first started, it was uh, this guy come to the court and he's betting us that we can't hit the balls in the box. Mm. That's how it started. A couple of my friends took it serious, and I followed them, you know, into the game. You know, I saw with the sweatsuits and rackets and free tennis shoes. I'm like, so this is well, what? they're giving what free Se- tennis shoes? Seventies, right? Yeah, seventies, seventies, tennis before John McEnroe, before like it got popular, well, right? McEnroe was there. Yeah, McEnroe was around. Oh, okay, sorry, I thought it was the eighties. Was shit no, was no, shit no. super like crazy in South Central at that time? Uh, man, gangs was just really like kicking up. But so not, you you saw it from nothing to full blown. Oh yeah, I remember when the first gangs. Uh, I remember the first day the Crips came to our elementary school. It was like came to your school. <laughs> yeah, they surrounded our school. It was the, probably like two three hundred people. The elementary though. Yes. Why? They were waiting for a kid. No, they, they. I mean, they didn't do nothing. They was just, just like hanging out. Oh, I thought you meant like they surrounded the school like a storm, like for like elementary. They school. didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't do anything. They was just there, you know. And your just, little kid seeing this, he was like, "What the fuck? Who is that?" And it was like, <sighs> "Oh, them the Crips." <laughs> yeah, that's that new game. Whoa! Yeah, but they were on some like community. It was different at first, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the the, the beat them up, you know, rob them. You know, that started coming on later on in 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 the in the in the um in the in the story. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's unreal to see a, the birth of a new gang that's still here. They, they are so big now that it's overseas. They got overseas. Bloods overseas. Yes. I didn't know that. In Canada and <laughs> so how did you avoid what? that? I always wondered that. Like how did you, you play tennis not need that like Backup or whatever. Well, well, when 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 I first saw him, I wanted to be a crip. Oh, as a kid. Yeah, when I was around eleven. I mean, yeah, they're all they're all. It's the community thing of like, that's my brother, that's my brother, that's my homie, that's my family. And then you know, yeah. I grew up without a father too. That's a big thing too. And my big brother wasn't living with us; he was living with my dad. Oh, weird. So, so I didn't have a brother. How? What's the age difference on that? We seven years difference. Oh, he's your big brother then. Yeah, he was my big brother. Yeah. So, so I was kind of 
I mean, the homies was my big brothers, you know. Those were the guys I looked up to. Those are the guys I wanted to be like, you know. So when I found out they were in the gangs, I want to be in a gang too. Yeah. You know, they played football and, you know, they taught me how to play football and basketball and baseball. And I was like, maybe they're teaching me how to gangbang too. Oh, man. <laughs> As a young, looking back on that, isn't it so weird to think like, I just wanted to belong at some point to something. Yeah, you know, when when, when I was sitting in prison and – um you know, I started to write my book and uh, Tookie Williams. I don't know if you know who Tookie Yeah, yeah, uh, original, one of the original Crips, right? Original Crips. When they were getting ready to kill him, uh, my life flashed by, you know, and I was like, wow. I felt so lucky because it was a time that had Tookie allowed me to hang out with him I would have. Yeah. You'd be right next to him. Yeah, I would have been right there. So when when you see him getting executed, then you think to yourself that I could have been in that same position. Yeah. You know, it was just um, a stroke of luck that this guy came to the tennis courts that day and, and put tennis rackets it. in our hands, and I fell in love with it. You know, I, I went head over heel over tennis and um, saved my life. Wow. Something so small and insignificant, you think just playing around helped you? Yeah, well, you know, one of my, well, two of my friends that, that I grew up with, went to elementary school with, I hung out with every day, they turned to Crips. Oof. One just did 35 years, just got out, and the other one did then in 40 years. Oh, my God. He just got out. Been there since you guys were kids. 18 years old. And damn near 60? Yes. Uh, no, 60. Not damn near, 60. Wow, man. Your whole life's just gone like that. So when, when you think about that, I was like, wow. Lucked out. Man, big time. Yeah. You know, uh, at least, you know, I went to prison, but at least I went to prison for... Something you could possibly get out of one day. And I knew what I was doing, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I perfectly was fine with trying to make some money mm-hmm. for my family. And if I happened to go to prison for doing that, so be it. You know, I was willing to, to make that sacrifice. But, you know, when when these guys went to prison for probably robbery or, you know, Probably got 200 bucks, 150 bucks. It's always that way. 60 bucks, you know, maybe. Um, it, it's it's a big difference. You know, I, I used to make my last two years a million dollars every day and <laughs> some days as much as $3 million, you know. So um, I enjoyed. It was I worth enjoyed. going to prison for is what you're thinking when you're no, making No, it wasn't money. worth it. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it over. Never trade it back? No, nah, no. Nah, it Good. wasn't worth money is not worth twenty years of, no, of your life. No time. Um <clears throat> I'm saying if you're in there, you're like, well at least it wasn't sixty bucks like this robbery. At least I was making something. Exactly. At yeah. least I saw some money out there. <laughs> was it know? hard for you to do anything like with the money? Was it like that's, I got too yeah, much? Yeah, that's to- one of the questions I had too. Like all that cash, I would imagine. What do you how do you go and buy spend? shit? Oh no, people like cash. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, I, like I guess it depends what you're, what you're uh, getting into. If you're making, according to who you're talking to, you know, mm-hmm. you got you. I mean, you got to fill out the people who you're doing business with. You yes, know? you just don't walk up, you know, to 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 Mister 
Wong at you know Goody Two Shoe, who's who's never did nothing in his life, which I don't know who that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone might play like they never did, but anyway, you you know you pick the people who you go, and, and that's another problem too, though. You know that 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 drug dealers have is that they're dealing dealing with shady people. Yeah, when it comes into the hard drugs, I feel. Uh, the weed's more of like, hey, this is my hippie client. This is my other guy. He sells 100 packs. Like, he's nice. When well, now the weed is, now, is, yeah. is mellow like that. But before, weed was just as bad as cocaine. Oh, shit, really? Like, it was just as scary as to go buy 100 packs as it was buying bricks? Yeah, they'd rob you the same way. They'll rob you now for 100 packs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know that. So, 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 yeah. so, so. The, the the danger element was still there. The cops were still hard on it, you know. So if the cops is hard on it, that means that the robbers know that you can't call the cops. Oh, for sure. And if they think you can't call the cops, then they You're feel free like they game, can man. do anything that they want to yeah. do to you. You know, with the with the with the with the whole thing about being a drug dealer, not being able to snitch, you know, because if somebody robbed you, you call the police, you could be labeled a snitch. Forever. Or if they shoot you, you know, you can't tell because you'll be labeled a snitch. So it's a lot of elements that went on, not only with the cocaine and heroin, but it, with the weed as well. You know, you could be a snitch in weed, too, if you if you go to the cops. 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, I used to, like, from, like, 15 to 22, I was selling. That's all I did was sell packs, and then I started making this. So I had to stop selling weed. But a 100 pack is the most I ever at one time. It's nothing like making 30 racks is nothing compared to what'd you say a million dollars a day yeah, I would have yeah. fucking quit I, was, I used to be a pizza driver so I used to drop packs off while I was delivering pizza so nobody ever got pulled who pulls over the pizza guy nobody nobody did you have any instinct nobody. to stop at, like I'm making this much I need to get out now yeah you know you do um, because you weren't always making a million dollars though no 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 right? no not always you know I start off I start off with 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 50 50 bucks you know the first rock my boy gave me was a 50 dollar rock someone handed me, it to you my boy he told me see if I could do something with it oh shit yeah, that's how Go. I started. That's how you started. That's how I started. Where were you? St- I know you know exactly where you were at when it goes here, because that's yeah. your life changing. Yeah. Where you? Where were you at when you were doing it? Like in someone's house outside. I was. I was at his house. Wow. In South Central, uh, right off of Washington and Arlington. Um, he had just come back from college. You know, he played football at San Jose State, and he was like, "Man, I got the new thing." And I was like, "What is it, man? Give me some. I need something." You know, like I'm down on my luck. I just got arrested for stealing cars. How old were you? Nineteen. Oh, your kid, your kid. Okay. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I was young. I, I didn't. Know. I was green. You know, thought I knew everything, but I didn't know shit. Uh, <laughs> if I would, I'd have been making a million dollars a day right then. Uh, but yeah, he 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 he. Uh, I took my first snort that day. You know, oh, wow. first time I'd ever snorted cocaine, uh, any drug. I never saw. I never even saw a drug before. Really? I was a tennis player, man. Man, you're was, so rare. Though. I was green. You know That's what I'm so, saying? It's, I was it's one cool of those, though. It's refreshing. I was one of those green, one of those green, green motherfuckers. You know, like <laughs> I don't know nothing. I remember, and and I talk about it in my book. The first time I go to the street races. You know, I'd never been to the street races. I was a tennis player, right? Yeah, you were sheltered almost. Go to bed at 8 o'clock. I sheltered myself. 
good though. You know, I was doing that to myself because I I wanted to be a, a tennis player. I wanted to get out of the ghetto. You know, I wanted to buy a big house for my mom. Were you aware of Venus and Serena? Was that in your mind or they no? Was, they wasn't. They around. were probably not even not even alive. Born. Oh, Stupid ass question. They were, <laughs> yeah. they wasn't around. Either. I was just thinking like you were way before that. That was so before you, you had anybody yeah, to really yeah, look yeah, up yeah. to. Like yo, that is the star athlete. Arthash. We had Arthash. Oh, so you did have somebody? Yeah, okay, yeah, we had Arthash. Um, so. I was green, man, you know, and, and here I am all of a sudden. I go from that to to first, you know, I, my boys take me to the street races and like, damn, I never saw a lowrider before. I mean, I've been living in L.A. 19 years. Wow. And I never saw a lowrider before. At least I never recognized them. Now you know what, that, what it is. So now I'm at the street races. I'm like, oh, look at that paint job. Look at that girl oh, he got shit. in there. I want, I want one of them. The car and the girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that infatuation, man. See, you see that, like that older dude, just, that's what I want. All of them got one of the pretty girls in the car, and they got the music blasting, and they hitting the lifts, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Look at that 64. That motherfucker is dope. Homie, where you get this at? Man, how you get this? He's like, you really want to know? I was like, yeah, man, I want one of these. How can I get one? Yeah, take my number. Call me tomorrow. Damn, like that. Yeah, come by the house tomorrow. I go over there. They put a snatch bar in my hand. A what? A snatch bar. I never heard that before. What is that? They pull the initials out of cars with them. It's a dent puller. Oh. But that's what they use to snatch the ignition out of the car. I just know that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. The things that you go... Ah, uh, you know about? how to use it? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You ain't never seen it, but you know how no, to I, use I it. No, I didn't know that's what it was called. <laughs> hey, you did it like a pro, though. Yeah, my dad. My dad mechanic and shit, so... My whole family mechanics, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what they do. That's how they, that's how they stole the car. I didn't know how you steal cars like that shit. I gotta be careful. I had an yeah. old-ass car. Yeah, that's how they stole the car, so I went... I went from there to, to stealing cars now. No. That's I'm, what the guy was doing to get that car? He was parting them out? Cars, yeah. Ah. Yeah. That's a dangerous game, man. So now I'm a, I'm a bona fide car thief. Still playing tennis or not? Nah, a little bit. I'm I'm about tired of tennis. Making know? money, basically. I'm going to get me a girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want me a girl now. Fuck that house outside the hood. I stay, <laughs> I stay in mom's garage. So um, I start stealing cars every night. You know? Every day? Every day, every night. What are you looking for when you see a car? Just uh, wheels, a wire and bulbs. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, like, what Look are you looking for? Like, that's the one I'm going to take. What is it? What are you looking it was for? The wheels. They had oh, the wheels if they on had it, it nice. The wheels, you know, you got some of them thousand dollars, two thousand dollar wheels. Oh, I'm going to get them. <sighs> you know, them will bring four hundred dollars for sure. Damn. So you talking about here I am, nineteen years old, living in South Central LA. I can go out at night and make two, three hundred dollars in one night. That's a lot of fucking money back and then. And then now, uh, so so the dudes who who I went and talked to mm-hmm. with the with the car, he go to jail. That's so, your guy, right? Yeah, but I, I I've been running with him for six, seven months. You could take it by yourself if so, he's gone. So I done saw everything. You know, you done taught me the whole game. You know, and and and, and what I learned from tennis is to be observant. You know, a tennis player has to be observant. You know, you have to study your opponent. 
you want to watch the way he twists his hips because you can tell kind of where he's going to hit the ball yeah. by the way he twitched. So from doing that, I, I had become very, very observant. So when he goes to jail, I know all the body shops that he's been selling all the parts. So what I do is I double back and I'm like, oh, you know, my boy in jail, blah, 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 blah. Um, if you need some parts, just call me. And uh, I took his business over. How long did you go to jail for? I don't know. They didn't give you much time for, for GTAs back then. Probably two, three years. But oh, you know, so you had it locked down for years then. So, you know, but, for, but back then when two years seemed like a lot of time. Yeah. You know, it ain't like. You know, when we started selling cocaine, they said, oh, you're looking at 40 from, from zero to 40, and we're probably going to give you 25. Oh, fuck. So, a whole so, different game. So it was definitely a different game. But um, I basically just took over his operation, man. Uh, I was 18 and had my own body shop. Yeah. Just from doing this? Yeah, from stealing cars. And man. there's so many body shops, you would never be like, well, we're going to get busted. But like, no, fucking not, bro. There's well, you don't mind. I was just... I was just stripping them in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wasn't sure. fixing no cars. I would strip them down and sell it. Cut them in little pieces. You know, the night uh, the, that the police raided me. Your shop? Yeah, I had seven cars in there cut up. I had people cars cut in half. Oh. Cops cut off cars. Moon roofs cut out of cars. Because, you know, back then a moon roof was 300 bucks. Damn, man. That one car could be so much money. Yeah. Just by parting it out. Bumpers. Fenders, front end doors. The whole fucking empire. Another business, right? I never thought about how much you could probably make off each piece. Oh, man, goodness. I'm about to buy some stuff. I'm like, how much you want for the rims? Fuck, man. They're, they're not cheap. I didn't know, bro. They're they're expensive. Yes. So you got it going. You got your, your car thing going. Then you see you got arrested. Yeah. But for getting raided. Yeah, I got arrested. <sighs> so now. Um, Teenager. I go to jail, but my bill, bill was cheap. Only a thousand bucks. My mom got me out. (laughs) My mom got me out, right? A hundred bucks. I said, Mom, I got a hundred bucks on my dresser. Just just put your house up. (laughs) Oh, because you still have to put some collateral up. Yeah, she put the collateral up. So she got me out. And uh, I'm I'm just, now I'm like, I'm fucked up again. You know, like, I've been making two, three hundred dollars a night. And now I ain't making shit. Oof. How long were you doing the car thing before you got in trouble? I don't know. Probably about a year, maybe. Oh, so you made some money. I made a little money, but I put it all in that fucking Chevy. What kind of car did you have? I had a 66 convertible. Nice. Running back. Running back. Imagining it red for some reason, but. I I never painted it. I never got. No? No, I never got around to painting it. As long as you're driving it, though, with that feeling of your own first car is so different. I just did the interior, you know, I had the interior redone and and I was chroming all, everything under the bottom was going to be chrome. Like the show cars you're looking at. Yeah, I, w- I wanted mine to look like a show car. You know, yeah. I always want to be like, fuck that. I'll, I'll wait. I want to be the best. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm sitting on my mom's porch one day, broke. My car sitting out there, no gas. So Damn. I can't go ride. Pumps broke, you know. I can't put pumps on it. Yeah. Because I can't steal cars no more, you know, like. How am I gonna get my money? Yeah, you know, if I I, I don't want to get caught again, I got seven GTAs right now, seven counts. Well, they count you for all every car, every car in there. I got charged for it. Damn, <clears throat> that's how they got them. Basically, on the one your life sentence, right? Like that was the whole crux of you getting yourself out. It was, it was a similar similar situation. You, you can't you it. can't take all these different things. Like the the whole point was, the, like the three strikes law. You can't. 
You're supposed to go in, learn from your mistakes, come out, fuck up, get arrested again. Go in, learn your mistakes. Oh, so they're come just out. piling them. They're, they're like, got you, got you. we're hitting you with all these from some shit we've been watching. Yeah, you've been studying the law. You've been yeah. to law school or something? Man, I'm, I've been to the fucking Joe Rogan experience, man. So I know <laughs> <the shit. laughs> he knows. He listens. A lot of people don't listen to, you know, people still be yeah. Man, how you get out of jail? You had a life sentence, motherfucker. I studied. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I learned the only thing law. you could do in there: do some push-ups and study. Was that a new law? No, it was old. Three strikes in the nineties. How the fuck did that even go through? Like, it seems so obvious. Oh, they've they they just wanted my step deck. Well, well, you, you know, sometimes it. prosecutors be over jealous, and then you'll get judges who are really not judges. You know, they just like prosecutor puppets. Mm. Oh, what do you want me to get them? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh. Uh, no, no. What you say? What you say? The door was at, and they knocked at what time? And, and you'd be like, Your Honor, they didn't knock on the door, and they just kicked the door in. They didn't have a search warrant, and no, I didn't give them permission to search my house, Your Honor. I'm telling you, I didn't give them permission. Well, the police said you gave them permission, uh, Your Honor. I would have given permission. I had a thousand kilos. <laughs> <laughs> so you think I would have said it's okay to search my trunk? Fuck. And this was before they had the cameras too, right? Oh, before that it was a wild wild west. Yeah, yeah. You and, are going to jail, and that's no how what. that's how the freeway task force came along. You know, the guys who started stealing the money, planting the drugs. You know, like we always get our guy, no matter who he is. If he don't work for us, we gonna get him. Damn, if he doesn't work for a, oh fuck, so corrupt, man. Yeah, yeah. I was driving down the street one night. Uh, what's so crazy is I couldn't get cocaine this week. This, this was one week. week. <laughs> this was one week I could not get cocaine. You know, it was like fuck that. I'm not gonna pay no ten thousand extra kilo for no cocaine. I'll just take off this week. Yeah. And so I'm just going around shooting basketball and you know hanging with the homies and um. So I hadn't saw my homeboys in a couple months, and I was like, man, let's go by and see the homies because I knew the cops were after me. You know, they done told everybody, they're like, oh, we're going to get that fucker, you know, fuck him. You guys think he's hot shit. And so uh, I go by, and the homies is gambling, they shooting dice, and, you know, we sit there, and we talking shit. They smoking weed and drinking, and I was like, man, I'm finna get out of here. It's getting late. Let me get out of here. So me and two of the homies jumped in the car, and we pull off, we look up, a fucking car follows with no lights on. I said, man, it's a fucking car of violence with no lights on. So the homie pick his pistol up. He got that big 4-1 Magnum. He's like, man, I'm going to blast their motherfucking ass if it's some jackers. Yeah. So they pull on the side of us. They let their tenant window. They had tenant windows. I had tenant windows. <laughs> so they let their tenant window down, and we see the green sheriff jacket. Oof. He said, oh, man, that's that fucking Tomar. I said, oh, shit. Tomar? Tomar was the name of the cop. Damn, you guys know his fucking name. Oh, he's on you then. Oh, he done bust all my homies. He done planted drugs on them and everything. Beat their ass. They, we all had these scars in our face. Let me see. What that scar at? Can you see? Are you fucking kidding me? That's from a cop smacking you? With a flashlight. <sighs> yeah, they splashed you with that. All of us had a cut. We all got cuts. In our Damn, that's some cops going around. Well, I've arrested you. him before. Uh, they, hit you, they hit you with that flashlight. Bing! And you hit you with the edge of that flashlight. It, it cut split you. you. It split you like a yeah, knife. Yeah, it's, it's got that grain on the end. Yeah. It split you like a knife. So we all had that cut over our head. And, and uh, my boy, he had already just got my boy. You put a plastic bag over his head. And, you know, I mean, fucked up shit. Yeah, when you're trying to make him open the safe. And my boy, he so hard. With no money in the safe. No way. We just emptied it. Man, I just emptied the safe. 
couldn't have been more than an hour, two hours before they hit. I just take like 700,000 out the safe. And they hit, right? About right there. But my boy, like, fuck them. You know, let them work for it. And so he don't tell them what the combination to the safe. He's like, man, I don't know the combination. So they put a plastic bag over his head and make him open the safe. But Start anyway. torturing this fool? Yeah. Gang t- unit shit, dude. Yeah. Waterboarding them and shit. God yeah. damn. Yeah. Yeah. They got the legal gang rights. Those fuckers should have been. Man, they should have put those. I, I believe crooked cops are the worst fuckers on the whole planet because they make the whole game unsafe. Because now, you don't know if you should blast a cop. Yeah, you might just walk up. How you doing? Bah! And pop you. Yeah, right. Because you don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm That's saying? That's fucking scary, It's an opposing man. gang, basically. It right? is an opposing Even gang. Even if you're not in a gang, they're still yep. on you. They have yeah, the free so, range. So, so, so if you're dealing with that, it, it makes the whole game just... Like, fuck, who can I trust? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're not going to just arrest me and take me to jail like you're supposed to, take the evidence that you have, you know, because, you know, the, the the rapper, he calls me a snitch because I, 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 I testified against those cops. You That's know? the only time uh, you're supposed to testify. I, I, hired a, <laughs> I hired a private investigator, for the record. I hired a private investigator to go and follow those fuckers around and build up evidence on them. Wow. And then when they arrested me, when they arrested me, I gave them the whole file. Like, this this is what your key witnesses, (laughs) this is what your key witnesses. Call all those people. We got all the names and numbers of everybody that they tortured. We have people who they stuck telephone cards to that was not like you have a lamp and the card is is broken. This electrocute them? Electrocute them. These cops are out here doing this bullshit. That's crazy, man. I believe it. Listen, one of them was named Diablo. Like Diablo? Like the Diablo? Devil? That's what I thought he said. Diablo. Damn. The devil. Sobel. That was Sobel. He was the head. I mean, I, I've been wanting to talk to these guys so bad. I wish that, 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 that we could sit down and talk like this here, you know, with, where they open up and, and, and be truthful. Because a couple of them went to jail, but they they not going to never... Talk what they really not did. not going to never come all the way clean because they were so fucking bad, man. People would hang their motherfucking ass if they did. They, those guys were dirty. Man, they planted drugs on my mama. They, they, what the fuck? On your mom? My mom had a daycare. They took a semi-sub machine gun and put it up under her bed. To take her daycare license. Mm. To get at me. That's the kind of way they was doing. They stopped my mom's preacher in the airport. They were going to a funeral and checked all their luggage, talking about they were carrying drugs for me. They hated you, man. (laughs) Oh, they hate you big time. Well, you know what happened, though. See, I made a fool out of them. You know, I made them look bad because they were going to the city, and the city was like, hold up. They keep talking about this young motherfucker in L.A. got all this money, selling all this dope, and y'all can't catch him? So they say, oh, we're going to catch him. Oh, <laughs> uh, made him feel in- inadequate and shit, so now they're coming for your mom and did, your homies. Did they respect that evidence you gave them about, their, about the cops? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, they, they did? It. Yeah, they used it. Good shit. They prosecuted the cops, went to trial. That's, that's, that's how that's I testified. They went to trial. Damn. While you were on trial or after? During the same time. When they arrested me, they got arrested at the same wow. time. 
How is that, it's like, how is that not enough though? Like if you get pulled over for a speeding ticket and the cop doesn't show up, that shit is thrown out. It is, but the feds is a little uh, more Yeah, they want their 99% conviction rate, right? They but, put a lot of time and money and, into and, it. And I had the option though. You know, I probably could have won, but it was like, if you testify against him, when I go to prison, when I, when I first go, when I first get downtown MDC, I'm, I get down there and all the homies is there who've been there for years fighting their cases and stuff. And they're like, man, I'm looking at life. I'm looking at 30. I'm looking at 40. I was like, fuck, I want 10. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell my lawyer, you're like, look, we don't even have to fight. Let me know how much money I got to pay. Get me 10. And then they was like, no. Fuck. You're not getting 10. I'm like, oh, please give me 10. <laughs> I'll give you more money. Just give me 10 years. So then one day, right, I'm in Ohio. They shipped me to Ohio. I'm so this is when you got arrested. Yeah, I'm sitting in a cell in Ohio. And then uh, they come they come on morning early, like 4 in the morning. That's what time they take you to court. And they, they hit my, get dressed. You're going to court. And I was like, I ain't going to court today. There ain't no court day for me. And he's like, get dressed. You're going to court. And I lay back down in my bunk. And then about 30 minutes later, they come back. We told you to get dressed. You're going to court today. I was like, man, I ain't going to court. My court next next month. You going to court today. The marshal's coming to get you in a few minutes. So I get up, get dressed. Like, fuck, man. It's going to be a dry fucking run. I'm going to go sit in that holding tank all day. And I said, well, at least I get to eat some street food. You know, they're going to get me some, uh, no, no, Burger King or something. Hardy's oh, or some shit. You know, they, like they always buy us lunch when we go out. Because uh, in Cincinnati, they didn't have a cafeteria inside the jail for the inmates. So they, they would just go buy some little food. That was the highlight of being out there, right? So <clears throat> so I get to court and I look up because they walk us straight through the front door. And like, like with the, and I see my lawyer like, man, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, man, I got a call and they told me to get down here. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. We'll see. Let's go to court. So we go in there and then he come in the room. He's like, man, they're going to indict those cops. I was like, yeah. Yeah, Fuck Burger it. King and these fools are going to jail. We all go be in jail together. You must have oh, freaked out. Shit. He was like, Yeah, it look like they're gonna die them. They they gonna make you an offer. I said, Yeah. I said, what they offer me? He said, What you wanted? Ten. I said, Yeah. And I said back, I was like, Fuck that. I ain't taking no ten now. <laughs> oh shit. I said it. I said Something is wrong if they offer me 10 now, you know. Uh, I was begging for 10, you know, three, four months ago. And now they want to give me 10. And we know they're going to indict them cops. I said, my case looked pretty good. So uh, we was able to get it down to, I, I pled guilty to the 10. If I testified, they was going to knock off another five. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, I'll go for that. Oh, yeah. I won't take no chance going to trial. Knowing that I'll be out, and then I'd already been in jail like nineteen months, two years or something, you know. So I was like, "Shit, I'm close to the house, man. I could see the door." And then I knew all my homies who was getting thirties and forties and lives, and and um, I just felt fortunate, you know, to, to to take that to have that opportunity. But that all came from me too being proactive, you know, like hiring an investigator. You know, an investigator cost me a hundred thousand dollars. Oh damn! How long was he working for? 
investigator? Yeah. I don't know, probably about 90 days, 100 days. He didn't work that long, you know, but, you know, he had to work long hours, man. Mm-hmm. Those guys, those guys were busy. You know, those guys, was they was like dope dealers, man. Like, shit, all night. let's raise somebody else. We braided somebody, let's get somebody else. We keep getting money like this here, you know. They had houses on, on the river and, and all kinds of stuff. They was living like, you know, they was living like dope boys. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of them, we did get one of them to talk a little bit in my documentary. I don't know if did you see the documentary. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to see. Which my one's doc- it called? Freeway cracking the system. No, no, I haven't seen. I it. I don't even know where you can find it at now. You know, they stole that from me too. Didn't get paid for that. No, Mark Levin, sh- shady ass. He stole it from me. He How are people able- benefiting off your story? I don't understand. That. Lo- that's what I never understood. That's fucking ridiculous. There's- well, well, okay. Look at this here. You go to court. And the first thing they say, ex-drug dealer, convicted felon. So you know what you do when they say that? You lose your credibility. Uh, got you, got you. When you're trying to sue them, but it's for still this. breaking the law, though. A hundred percent. It 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 doesn't matter when you're a second-class citizen. <laughs> if you're a second-class citizen, you you lose your rights and. Even though he's supposed to get him back, you know, once you get out of prison. It's like a tainted thing. Like, well, he used to do this, so what is he doing now? No money. It's not like I go to court against a rapper. Like, how the fuck? You you, you know he... So obvious. Fucker stole my name, you know? like fuck. He didn't think you were ever getting out. So he's like, you know what? What's he going to do? I'm going to take his fucking persona and identity, which doesn't make sense to me. How can you do that legally? That is a thing in hip-hop, but they're paying homage. This fool was like acting like he didn't know who Freeway Rick was. Yeah, and he didn't pay you nothing. nothing. Nah, figure. And then the judge, is- and then the fucking judge, find a way to let him off. For no, no royalties, no nothing. Nothing. Then tell him he can still use the name. I didn't know that part. Just yeah. duffel bags of money if, going if, to that fool. If that ain't, if that ain't, if if what he did is not identity theft, it's a, it directly is. It's identity theft. I mean, it's no more than taking your name, going to the bank. Going into your bank account. Except it's just not cash money out of a bank, but it's other equity. You know, like I I, I, I was thinking to myself a couple of days ago, you know, I was thinking and I was like, wow. I know why you're so fortunate. And as I talk to myself, you know, I like to talk to myself and that's how I analyze my situations and calculate and, Stuff like that. And I was like, wow. You put a lot of fucking equity out here. You know, you've helped a lot of people. You've done a lot of favors. You treat a lot of people right. And that's why things come back to you. You know. And what he did is he capitalized on that. That I had created. Brand. You know. Um, but the, ju- the judge didn't see it that way. You know, they, they didn't feel that. That I had value, I guess. I don't know what. I don't know how the world didn't react more to that and let this fool continue. What what I don't understand is how is he going to keep making songs and go to sleep at night knowing that he didn't give you no money for his fucking existence? It's the same dude that was a corrections officer, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it is blatant Hollywood shit. Yeah, can you imagine the number one gangster rapper in the whole world used to pat motherfuckers down and tell them to spread their cheeks? And lift their feet up and, and check like, their Oh, I heard about them. You know what? I'm going to rap. Let me get his name. He's not getting out, right? All right, let me get his shit. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I feel 
I feel like I can't ever listen to any song of that man again. I always now. wanted to ask you this because, like, Nipsey was my favorite rapper of all time. I, I grew up on LA rap. Did you get? Do you get offended when LA rappers like collaborate with him and shit? I just, you know, I just shake my head, you know. Yeah, it's not like man, get your fucking money, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not. It's one of those like all same way I did with Michael K. You know. Yeah, like when he told thing, me bro. he was gonna do play my role, you know, I I didn't think it was cool, you know, to to participate because I I felt that. Even the directors to put me in it, knowing that I'm alive and not saying, you know what, we know this fucker just got out of prison, he's on his ass. Give him something for his name. We're gonna put his name out there. Give him a role on a fucking budget. Ah, some people don't reciprocate, man, but it's okay because in the end, just like you said, just ah, I shake my head a little bit. Yeah, I will yeah. win. I'll so, win so I else. question, you know, I question. I question all that, you know, like when when you see people collaborate with him and and snoozing up. But you know, I mean, he he had he had the most powerful record labels in the business behind him. So people kissed up to 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 that. And, and so many people are not, you know, they're not like us or like drug dealers, you know, drug dealers create their own uh uh revenue streams. You know, we don't look for people to come in and 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 to rescue us. You know, to, of never to take care of us. So, when when you're looking at at, at 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 people like that, you look at it in a different light than than if they like, you know, like the basic drug dealers. You know, and 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 I don't know. I I, I love the drug dealer mentality. It's the best mentality. Yeah. It's making something out of nothing. Exactly. And it's also pull other people up with you. Yeah. You Doing know? it alone never works. Yeah. You know, they they always recruiting. And you know, like you look at a lot of the guys who make their money through rapping, they take the money and they just harvest it. Or if they make any money. I mean, yeah. We don't even know if they really made money. True. It must just be some record label facade <laughs> shit. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, the label buy them a rent them a car. And some jewelry. I found course. out about that a couple years ago when I moved here. I go, wait, he rented that shit? Like, yeah, I rented it to him. But my whole world is broken now, bro. I didn't know it was all fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some facade, a facade. So uh, when you look at all that and you be like, ah, oh, man, I don't know what the fuck to believe. You know, like Just do your own thing at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Anything else works. Like, how can I make something out of nothing again? Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that's what made you so much more successful than other people selling drugs? Was you had that like team? You knew you had to build out a team to like be able to scale. You had a. Did you have like a more of a business mind? Like what was it? Yeah, you know, I, I, what I looked at is I was like, okay, Rick, you could sell an ounce of cocaine, but what if you had forty guys that could sell an ounce of cocaine for you? You know, and off of those guys, you don't even need to get as much as you get off your ounce. You know, because you ain't doing any work. Mm-hmm. If you could just get a hundred bucks off their ounce, and then you yeah. got thirty of them, so that's a hundred bucks off of each person's ounce, and then you still got all the money off of your own ounce too. You just killed the game. Yeah, you just became McDonald's. So that's the way I looked at it, and that's the way I expand it, and, and that's still the way I expand right now today. You know, with with everything that I do, I try to uh, show other people. How to be like me. That's this guy. Delegate. Yeah. Delegate things so 100%. you could 
What, what keep scaling. It? Keep scaling. Because there's only 24 hours in the day. It's, so There's no way to gain more time. But bro. building your team out enough to really support it, especially in what we're talking about, what you were doing and shit is like, I can't imagine. It's hard. I run a goddamn graphic design business. It's hard to fucking yeah. build up a good <laughs> That's team. Different. That's different. That's <laughs> different. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, going back to saying you said your homie gave you a rock, $50 rock, and you said, go make money. So after you get out of jail, you said you're down bad, no more money from the cars. You can't sell steal cars no more. Your homie gives you a rock and you say, what is this? Right. And then what have you just went and sold it and just no, I just start going around asking everybody, what was it? Because I didn't believe him. Oh, you didn't know if it was a real drug? No, I never saw cocaine before. <sighs> only thing, only time I saw cocaine was in the movies. Oh, shit. This is, pre, this is pre-Scarface then. Yeah, it was before Scarface. Scarface is 81. It was before, right before Scarface. So was it super popular? Or it was still kind of like a new thing that might like. It's it was new. new. It was new to the average people, but like the entertainers were already, you know, the Richard Pryors, yeah. the Rick James, the mm-hmm. Sly and the Family Stones. Damn, you just threw it back. Damn, yeah. Sly and the Family yeah, Stones. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know the guys who had money. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the people. I mean, the average person couldn't afford it. The first gram of cocaine I got was cost like three hundred and fifty bucks. God damn. The gram? A gram. And it had cut on it. So, I, I mean, it's like, I, it's like 90 right like now for the craziest yeah. coke in the world right now. I don't know. I could take that gram. I could take that gram, break it down and make nine hundred bucks. <laughs> what? Oh, so you're just cutting it three ways. God damn. You know what's funny is when someone buys a gram, they never go, this is cut. They go, no, I only bought a gram. I snorted all at once. So <laughs> anybody that bought a gram, you you could you could scam them, essentially. I did. When I was a kid, I was getting scammed for all the little sacks I was getting until I started buying eight balls and buying little half zips and mm-hmm. for, you know, friends throw in and we all just get fucked up all night. But I, I never, I never got into that. That's just a whole life. You have to be prepared 24 hours a day. Have somebody with you. You better have a gun because mm-hmm. Merced's all meth. So it's it's a little meth dealers are a little different, man. Oh they, no doubt, they're a little they're a little grimy. All right, it gets a, no, a lot hectic. grimy. Yeah, a lot grimy. It gets hectic over that there. That meth is it's the devil. It's truly the devil, and coke is a party, and meth is the devil. Mm. That's how I always saw mm. it. Yeah, that meth is tough. Yes, yes. So you went around because you didn't believe it was a real drug. Yeah, and I just started asking everybody, "Hey, man, is this really cocaine?" And finally, I ran into one of my uh, big homies who was a pimp. And uh, he said, come on, let me go see. Of course. <laughs> he smoked the whole thing up. Wait, he smoked it? Was it a crack it? rock? It was crack rock? He turned it into a crack rock. Oh, that's why he said he <clears> handed <throat> you a rock. I thought you just meant like a little rock of coke. Okay. No, it was a powder rock. That's what I'm assuming. Okay, but he, he smoked just straight powder? No, he cooked it. Oh, so he did. Okay. I yeah, like, I saw him cook it. I saw, that's the first time I ever saw anybody cook. Wow. I explain all that in my book, though. You know, when you get a chance, you got to read yeah. the book. Right, the whole it's on Audible, too, right? Yeah, but it audible ain't mine, so don't oh, do that. Right. No, somebody else, that somebody oh, else no, ripping me off, but I don't, God I don't mind. Cause it gives my audience a chance to hear the book. The ones who won't buy it, they get to listen to it. Uh, and you know, the book is doing good anyway, so I'm just gonna be happy. Yeah, be happy. Yeah. Don't hate. Don't hate. Be happy. Yeah, it's the yeah. best. It's the best way to live, man. So, so was it like was it crack you were dealing with also, or was it coke? Like first, it was coke. Crack came later on. I mean, they would cook it in the crack, 
But that's not how you were selling it. But I didn't know how to because I other, didn't know how to cook yeah. it in the crack. The other part of the story was, and if I'm not mistaken, is that there was like they would give you there was unjust laws surrounding how much more time you would get for the crack. That came later though. Mm-hmm. That didn't come to eighty seven. We talking about seventy nine. Oh wow. So you're what, nineteen, twenty years old, you start selling it and now you're actually seeing real money. Yeah. Well, you know, it started off twenty bucks a week. A week? Yeah. Oh, because three fifty a gram was the most expensive thing in the world because nobody could afford it. Nobody could afford it. Uh, Only people could afford it was the pimps. No, what a weird, different world, man. That's yeah, the pimps was the only one that could afford it. And then I found out about the PCP guys, the guys who sold the PCP, Angel Dust and PCP. They could afford it too, because you know they might make three, four hundred dollars a day. So you know they'd spend fifty bucks on some cocaine, you know, like free base, and they all put in together by eight or. You know, a gram or something. And I was like, ooh, yes. I hit the jackpot. Yeah. And then I found a street that had like 20 or 30 PCP guys on it. Oh, shit. And, you know, they all did the same thing. You know, once one started smoking, he turned another one on. And they want to see who could smoke the biggest rock and who could spend the most money. And, you know, the same little games. But for me, it turned into a gold mine. Yeah. You know, it turned into where now I'm making $500 a day. You know. Damn it. Day. And I'm still eating 50 cent pe- uh, burritos for sure from Taco Pete. Stack that shit. <laughs> uh, no matter how much. It, no, until recently, I'm like, eh, I'll spend more than two bucks on myself. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I know that feeling. So um, it just kept growing from there, you know, and I kept pooling the money all back, you know, take just up. enough out to eat. And, and, and I mean, it changed, though. Eventually, you moved up to buying weight. It changed because I kept pooling the money back. You know, I kept taking five hundred. I make five hundred a day. Then the next day, I go spend a thousand. And the next day, I spend fifteen hundred. And the next day, fifteen hundred might turn into twenty three hundred or twenty five hundred. And I just kept scaling it up, scaling it up. And I, I learned that the more you buy, the cheaper it got. Mm-hmm. At first, I didn't know that because I would just buy it just to have more ounces around. And then um, eventually, I found out that the more you buy, you ask for a dollar discount. So, you know, I was paying twenty eight hundred and I was like, Man, I'm buying four. Can I get it for twenty seven? It's four hundred bucks back though. That's the whole day work for back then. Yes, four hundred dollars savings. Yes. Not counting your profit that you already normally make. So now every day I start making an extra four hundred. Oof. So that turned into, you know, and it just kept going, you know, and then I, I started recruiting people, you know, to to, to people you knew around your neighborhood? Yes, that like money. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's looking at you like, no, Rick, he's a tennis player. And the next year, like, well, how the fuck are you driving that car, basically, right? Yes. Wow, what a change. That's like a movie scene, man. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, one day I'm driving a car with a crate, you know, the milk crate, like the crate they doing the, the crate contest. Yeah, on. yeah. I was sitting on that motherfucker in the car, man, driving down the street with a crate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Yo, man. what an iconic scene yeah, that is! God saying? damn, I wish going down. That's a movie, man. It's a the good next opening thing scene. You know, I'm driving a uh, a year old Cutlass. Nice. The joystick. Yeah. What were you doing? I mean, you're a kid with money at that point. What are you spending money on? Besides, oh, just re up. Yeah, just re upping. You know, I'm buy buy cars. I would go to the auction and and, and buy a car. You know, and flip a car. And because I still, you know, I still like cars. You know, I still have my fetish for cars. You know, so I'll go to the auction, buy a cutlass, you know, need a fender or something and, you know, pay the boys. Hey, go get me that fender. Give me the hood. (laughs) Give me the bumper. 
you know, so I, I was doing the same thing that I used to do. Now I'm buying from other people. Yeah. Because I knew the game. So like y'all, I hope this fool makes some money. Cause I used to be in that position right there. Yes. Yes. Nice. So when did it just start getting to the point where now the, I don't remember what you, the officer you called him, but he knows you by heart. He knows you by name and now he hates your ass. Well, what happened is, is I was putting out so much equity you know, throwing equity everywhere. You're throwing bricks to people and they're moving those here, and they move those. Here Crips, here Bloods, here. Uh, oh, you were mixing in it? Square Joe, here. It didn't matter? It didn't matter, no. All money's money. Never mind. I needed a crew. Yeah. Because I, a, 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 I found a source, you know, unlimited source. So Unlimited I need, source? Yeah. I need, I need people to move it that. It says thing. on your Wikipedia page, thousands of employees. <laughs> Damn! I wanted millions, <laughs> and you know, cocaine has a way of moving around. You know, that shit might start in Colombia and then winds up in Iowa. You know, like how the fuck it get to Iowa? To, you know, somebody made money the whole way. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's paying the rent for each time it stopped. Mm. Which is, I know it's drugs. I understand, but damn, that was helping people pay their rent and eat and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like where I'm from. People with a nice car, you probably sell meth, you know. But at the same time, when you go to the family reunion, like, oh, he's doing so good, blah, blah blah. And it's like it's not frowned upon when you can take care of your family. Yes, yes, right. When Auntie uh, getting kicked out of her house, and you can go to the landlord and say, "Oh, here, all the money is. Don't kick her out." And matter That's what of it's fact, all for. here's an extra month's rent. You know, and, and it's a good feeling, of course. You know, man. and I enjoyed it, and. I'm sure other people who are in the game enjoy being in the game for those same type of reasons. Yes. Okay. So I got a question. I, I thought your nickname was Freeway Rick Ross. It could, I mean, this might be wrong here on Wikipedia just because you grew up by the freeway, but it says because you bought up so many properties along the freeway. Was it hard to buy properties and shit? Like actual not things? Really. Not really. It was easy to buy properties back then. And, you know, I studied the property game. I, I, I got really good at, at real estate. Mm. You really started buying up houses? Yeah, I was building houses. and That would be the point and, to me. That's where you want your money if you're going to like. <clears throat> well, I, I, that's what everybody told me. But uh, what I found out is that that's partially true as long as you don't have a collapse in the market. You know, we, we had that collapse oh. in the market. And when I went to prison, the market collapsed right, right during the time that I went to prison. So it kind of like, eh, not turned out to be as good as it. It it was, you know, at one time. Huh. That's so you, crazy, though. Cause you're doing all this in South Central? All this this whole time? Yeah, I didn't have enough sense to go nowhere else. Wow. So I, I just find it crazy that you're... Now it's the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And gangs are starting to get more prevalent, like, around L.A. area. Like, you're saying you were a kid and you saw the Crips around your school. So by the time you're 10, 15 years older, that's on every corner now, essentially, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just find it, I, I've never heard that, like being able to sell to multiple people. But then again, if they're all making money, why mess up the money? Well, when, 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 one, of, one of my friends told me something like this here. He said that I created the first peace treaty. Mm. Through because trust. when we were at our height, Crips and Bloods would be on the same block selling dope. Wow. And, you know, money, money will buy peace. For sure. 
they tried in the Middle East, you know. They ain't giving the right money to the right people though sometimes. Yeah. But but yeah, you know, when 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 people have an opportunity to make some money, they'll they'll put their grievances to the side and and, and try to make peace. I, I think the gangs really got worse when they locked up all the drug boys, all the main because they, you know, they did like a sweep in LA. Like they just swept LA and, and, and locked up all of the major players. So now nobody's got the money. Yeah, because all the major players are in prison. They're all in MDCLA. You know, when I got there, that's when, that's when I told you. When I got there and all my friends was there, oh, man, I'm looking at 30. I'm looking at life. Oh, they're trying to give me 40 years. And Damn. 70 years, you know. How crazy, though. You, you cut off the money and now the crime gets worse because what do you have to do? I'm going to go rob somebody. I have to pay my fucking rent. Yeah, I'm going to hit somebody in the head. It has to. Yeah. Then what else and are you going to do? I'm going to hit him in the head because I want some dope. Ooh, now they're strung out too. I could have got some good cheap dope when they was around. I could get some good cheap cheap dope, keep myself high. I was a functioning drug addict. You know, I'm gonna go to work every day. You know, I'm gonna take fifteen twenty dollars out of my check and get me some some dope. I'm good. But you know, when that's no longer around, now you have to deal with people who really didn't care, who wasn't as as scrupulous. You know, guys were selling fake dope and and you know just all kind of stunts that took place. Damn, dude. So how many years were you on your run? Like, I, I I read up on it, but like you said, about six or seven years before those cops really were just. Well, the cops got on me in, in I think that was like 87 is when, 86 is like when I, when I first heard about them, right? Because they raided a couple, couple people's houses, you know, but they didn't find nothing, you know, planted small amounts of dope because they didn't really know how big we was. Matter of fact, you know, uh, the cop, who, who's in a documentary, he said that when people were telling him that we had millions in South Central, they didn't believe it. They thought people were lying. So you got a thousand kilos in a house. It's just a regular house in the neighborhood. And there just happens to be that much fucking money in there. Yeah. Well, why, why not? Who would know? <sighs> who would know? Let somebody tell them. That's true. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to our mid-roll ad read. This is one of our sponsors, Onnit. As you know, Onnit is a fitness, health, nutrition brand. Human optimization is their slogan. Basically, what I'm saying, any nutrient, any vitamin, anything you can possibly think of to make your body work better, your brain work better, Onnit offers it. As always, guys, you can go to www.onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash YOLA, and that's 10% off of everything in the store except for weights. So Alpha Brain is the flagship product for Onnit. This is what they started with. It's something that I take every single day. They just dropped Alpha Brain Black Label. Every single thing that Onnit offers started and sprouted from the Alpha Brain product. So yes, you see Onnit has the weights, has the gear, has the whey protein, all that crazy shit for your body. This is obviously Alpha Brain. This is for your brain. This is vitamins for your thinking, vitamins for your focus. One of the things I really love about Onnit, they have a subscription-based platform. You can go buy individually a la carte, whatever you want to do, but if you want Alpha Brain at your door every day, you can set it to where they will send it the same time every single month or weeks or days however you want to do it just because like i say i do 75 things a day sometimes i'll forget to reorder something and you know what it's like you forget and it's a week later it's a week later it's a month later then you go oh yeah it used to take alpha brain so if you're a person like me try the subscription-based plan it's just easier it comes to your house every month it's it can't get easier so as i said go to onnit.com that's o-n-n-i-t.com forward slash yola that's our code that's our personal code for the dope as usual podcast that gets you 10 percent off of all supplements and all the gear thank you guys so much for supporting the brands that support us back to the episode yeah you got to read the la magazine article of 
about me. The, the whole wait, LA Magazine article. They, they did, did an article, article LA about Magazine. it. Yeah. They're going from trying to kick you, put you in jail, but now it's a good story, so they're taking advantage of that shit. Well, they they first wrote they wrote my obituary. Why? Because they said I was dead. I was never getting out of prison. I had a life sentence without the possibility. So they wrote your obituary because you're in jail. Yeah, Jesse Katz did. That's he, fucked up. He said I was going to die in prison, and it feels like that too. You know, you got these big ass concrete walls. You know, like three feet thick. You know, and, and fucking metal everywhere, rusty ass metal and. People getting stabbed and hitting the head with bats. And it's, it's, it's a jungle. Yeah, no, no. So, uh, oh, sorry, can Jesse you pull Katz, your mic down a little bit? Jesse yeah. Katz used to uh, used to uh, ride around with the cops. As the reporter? He's a reporter for the LA Times. Oh, so he was pissed and wrote your obituary because he got caught. Well, he wasn't pissed. No, he didn't get caught. He was he, he was clean. No, because you because you're in jail now. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna write it because he's riding around with the cops. They all got a vendetta. Well, he's been writing you. the whole stories. You know, he been he been he been keeping track. He's 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 documenting the the, the history of L. A. You know, that's, his, that's a reporter's job is to document what's going on in the yes. city. And so that's what he had been doing. You know, the cops are chasing and blah 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 blah. And uh, he covered the story when the cops went to trial, and he did all that. Wow. So now I'm in prison with a life sentence without the possibility of parole. So it was only right for him to cover it. I know, but what a little fucking jab. Like, here's your obituary. Greet it. Like, oh. So when he comes down to do the story, um, I start to tell him all the things that I'm going to do when I get out of prison. He thinks I've lost my mind. He thinks I went crazy. That's why the story's amazing. They, they, they did about about thirteen pages. He, he he's a good writer too. I mean, this, this story's amazing. You, you got to read that story. Oh, it's L.A. Magazine. You said L.A. Magazine. I will read that. Two thousand thirteen, and it's called Rick Ross is Dreaming. Is dreaming. Wow. Yeah. You really didn't think you're getting out. He didn't think I was getting out. So you should have seen the first day that we hooked up when I got out, right? And I'm going I'm going to Hollywood to speak at an AA meeting. Really? I'm going to speak to what a Flip of the script, man. Going being in prison now. You're so speaking to these people. He catches the train up to the uh, up to Hollywood, and uh, I speak. I do my little speak, and then we talk. When, when you know, and I was like, "Man, you catching the train? I'm going right by downtown LA where LA Times is. I'll give you a ride. You ain't got to. You ain't fucking got to catch the train, man. I mean, you cool. There it is, right there. He pulled it up already. Uh. Yeah, we got to read this. That's crazy. So uh, when when uh, we driving down the freeway and I see this guy, and fucking guys, just like, uh, you know, like dumbfounded, you know, and, and I looked at him, I'm like, what the fuck wrong with you, man? You finna have a seizure or something, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, you driving down the 110 freeway. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm in a beat up Kia with the crack windshield. He put all that shit in. It's all in the article. He he described the car to the T. You know, I paid thousand dollars for the car. You know, and we just got out. But I didn't care. I was free with all the game I had. I ain't even got to exercise my game yet. You know, I'm still like, because I, I really need some more bread before I really like really really exercise this shit. I I, I know some shit. I mean, Ford's making money. Um, I don't know, man. This shit is going to be crazy. 
he 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 said it's already crazy in this article. He said, "Oh no, the story's already crazy." Stanley, nine years ago, I said, "No, it's gonna be crazy." No, I've been out twelve years, going on thirteen years now. Oh, I thought it was two thousand ten. No, I got out oh, wait, nine. That is, oh yeah, twelve years in. Yeah, I got out. Oh nine. damn! How long were you in there? I did twenty, two bits. <laughs> twenty. That's my baby girl there. They think she's gonna be a tennis pro at fourteen. No shit. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. Uh, that that's is a amazing. that's a cool feeling right and there. My son, my son is in there too. He's in the article. They got a picture. Uh, where is that? Oh, that's when I was at. I went here. He went with me to a halfway house, and those are all guys that's in prison. And I'm talking to guys in prison. That's me talking to guys in prison. Wow. Have you encountered anybody that had the same three strikes issue that you did? Uh, I knew guys that had it when I was in prison, not not on the street. And did they get out, or was yours like a precedence? Uh, no, it was already precedence was already set because it was just the law. They just basically well, broke. It, it, see, see, see what 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 threw everybody off in my case is that my cases was from different states. Oh, um, so they thought that if you caught two cases in L.A. At the same time, they stack up as felonies. Because that three strike shit is a California thing. That's it's a right. California thing. It's yeah. a federal thing too. Oh. Is it? I thought it was just California. But what threw them though? This is what threw them is that they was different states. So they saying if it's different states, they got to be different convictions. It's fucking stupid. Which is which is? I mean, if if you think about it, you, you would say, ah, you know, you went to two separate courts, you know, separate courthouses. Separate judges, separate prosecutors. Different cases. Different cases. But that's not what the forefathers wanted to be. Yeah, See, the forefathers was thinking. You know, they, they had already thought about, you know, it might be a guy who uh, sells dope to 100 people in one day. I mean, you could literally sell dope to 100 people in one day. Yeah. And going by what these guys thought, you would be a habitual criminal immediately. One day, oh. one day you're a saint, and then, you know your son need a surgery, and you say, "Man, I'm gonna go make thirty thousand dollars," and you make a hundred sales. Then those are literally separate arrests. I mean, separate sales. So what through them is that these different states. Well, yours is different states. You don't say anything about states, and I'm like, well, the states doesn't really. It's not the key points. The key points is the intervening arrest. The intervening arrest is the keys. And what that mean by that is that had the person learned their lesson, had they ever been told that what you're doing is wrong? And if you've never been told that what you're doing is wrong, how could you know that what you're doing was wrong? And, they just couldn't get past the part that it was separate states. And I, I tried to explain to them that the important parts was, was you ever out of handcuffs? Hmm. If you was in handcuffs the whole time, then you only went to court one time. Even if you went to courts all over the country, it's still considered only, only one time. And, and that just threw them, you know, they just couldn't get by. Now mine was president on a person with multiple state cases. Hmm. You know, different cases in different. Was it like a moment of clarity when you read a line in the law book and you realized, or was it not like that? You're, 
Well, yeah, because, you know, with me, see, what I had did, I had become in tune. I, I stopped watching TV. I stopped listening to the radio. I didn't play any card games. No more table games, no more chess. Mine was just strictly trying to understand what the forefathers who wrote the law was trying to say. Did you suspect that there was something in there or you were just like, that's all you had? I was just searching, you know. You, 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 you know, there's a saying in jail, they always make a mistake. You know, they always make a mistake. So it's your job to find that mistake. And, and uh, that's what I was searching for. I was just, just searching for a mistake. And, and then it just, it just popped out, you know. And, and I had the clarity to, 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 to interpret what they were saying. How long were you in jail before you realized, I'm going to start hitting the books and see what the fuck, where they fucked up at? Uh, it only took a couple months. Oh, know? damn. I, you were fighting it the whole time? My first six months, I, I was kind of like shell-shocked. Because you had a life sentence. And I had lied to my kids. When I got out, I had kids that were about 11 uh, when I got out the first time. They were about 10, 11, you know, from the crooked cops. And I promised them that I was never going back. And I promised them that I was never going to sell drugs again. So when my whole arrest was entrapment. Because I was not planning on selling drugs. I had came up with a small little game plan, you know, uh, uh, getting into the record business, doing some boxing. Uh, I look back at my life and, 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 and I had saw that I was around all these athletes that looked up to me, you know, uh, um, you know the Daryl Strawberries, the Eric Davises, the... Elvin Campbell, L. Wayne Campbell, and uh, I mean, some, some great dudes. Like, I used to have a basketball league, and we'd have NBA guys playing in the league, you know. Uh, and w when I was in prison during those five years, I thought about it, and I was like, well, man, you could have been helping those guys with their careers. You yeah. could have made those guys better. You know, you know how to make people better. So, uh, I just thought about it and I said, that's what you're going to do when you get out. You know, you're going to start helping guys like that. And, uh, it just, they, they didn't let it be, you know, they, they, they sick this guy on me and I was putting together this theater, right? With Crenshaw and Adams. I bought this theater right before I got arrested. And this theater was going to be like a, a hub where I was going to make it where kids from the ghetto could meet the guys like Magic Johnson who are scared to come to Los Angeles, you know, like they won't come to, to Watts and hang out with the kids. Yeah. But the kids need to meet those kind of guys, you know, to, to understand that these guys are just human. They're not, because a lot of times, you know, kids think like a Michael Jordan is not, not normal. You know, they don't understand that he worked to get to what he got to. And I thought that it would be important to make it where these type of people could actually mingle with the have nots, you yeah. know, where they would feel safe and coming. And so I was going to build this theater where I was going to have computers, a track music studio, like all the rappers was coming around King T DJ pool, chocolate, Sir Jinx, uh, Dre even passed by a few times, you know, 
So um, my goal was to build this theater and make it where like a safe haven, you know, where kids could come in and get some computer training and just tutoring, uh, uh, just all the things that, 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 that I know that I needed to, 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 that would have made me successful. Yeah. And, um, they sick this guy on me and he started dangling cocaine in front of me. You want it? 17,000 a kilo. kilo. Oh, <laughs> damn. Kilo's going for like 22. Five off? And I'm like, ah, no, no. Are you broke at this point? No, you just bought a theater. I'm broke. No, I'm broke. Oh, so you're just. I brought the theater before I went to prison. So you're just being a good citizen trying to get the shit done for your community at this point. So 15,000, 15,000. Why are you going around? So, so, so my, my, my informant was also my old drug supplier. So he's like, why are you going around asking people to help you do your theater? You can do it yourself. I got everything you need. 12,000 a kilo. So these guys were just trying to bait you to sell again. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to make it in this rap business. Um, so one day, one of my little homies who used to be in the dope game with me is riding with me. He got bread. He's been, he been looking out for me, you know, buying me clothes and making sure I got gas money and everything, you know, looking out. We riding and dude called me. He pick up on the conversation and he like, man, let me do that shit for you. So we go by dude restaurant. He bugged the whole time. So, knock me off. That's how I get the life sentence. Off that one meeting? No, it was several meetings. In a short time? Conspiracy to distribute cocaine? Six months. Took six months. I was out six months. Mm. Oh, man. Hit me with conspiracy to sell cocaine. Now, was that that the Colombian dude? Yeah, No, no, he was Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan, yeah, yeah. Danilo Blandon. They... Entrapped is entrapment, isn't it? It's entrapment all the way. I thought it was, uh, you know, the law says that you're not supposed to target a person who's not selling drugs. It's illegal because the, the, the way the way the way the forefathers looked at the law is that you can almost get anybody to commit a crime. For sure, you know, everybody has a price, and it would almost be like you know, like you see a homeless person walking down the street. And, you know, they down on their luck, ain't got no money. And, and you be like, hey, man, see that car over there? Some money in that car. And the keys is in it, too. Like the bait car fucking show they had. That's entrapment, But too. even worse than that, the bait car, they just leave the car there. They don't tell you to bother. That's true. But what, what they do is they can have an informant to go to you and tell you that it's there and the keys is in it and there's money in it to go get it. Because he's not an agent. Oh, a little bat, a little loophole. I see it. A cop can't do that. But he can tell this guy, but like, you want to get out of jail earlier? Go tell him that, you know, you can give it to him for 12. So that's how my case went down. So my case was entrapment. It was fucked up. You know. So they got you and you never even sold a thing again? No, never touched the drugs. Then how did they give you a life sentence from. Because they were bringing the drugs. They were bringing the drugs, 100 kilos, and they were three striking me. 
damn, they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. Oh, they doing. had it all lined up. That's they, a perfect plan if I want to get some guy that's not been game. If we can't plus, get you, plus you already know, do. you already know the the philosophy behind drug dealers. You don't study drug dealers. You study them. You know them. You want to be one, kind of. Probably so. That's I think a big thing about it. So that that's how that's how I went back to prison. You know. And they hit you with a life sentence when you're trying to go straight. That guy hates you. That's all. He just yeah, has a little yeah, vendetta yeah, towards well, you. Well, you know, I I had did a I did a doc a documentary when I got out of prison. You know, I came on on Monday time? night right after Monday night football. Oh shit! The first time you the got first out? time I got out. Yeah. Oh, that must have made him heated. Now he's on TV after fucking football. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> Monday night football, not just after football. Monday night football. Damn. Hey, they got commercials. I'm on commercials during the middle of the football game. Mm. Oprah Winfrey on the Oprah Winfrey show. I'm on commercial. It came on ABC when when she was with ABC. Damn, that's big. They it saw was that. Huge. Yes, probably. It was huge, and then. The guy Jesse Katz, he wrote an article about me being out. Um, he made a statement that uh, the LA Times had said that I had tapped into a distribution network that the black community had never really used. What would that distribution network be? Using street guys to sell the product. Isn't that how most drugs get sold, though? It is, but they didn't use it the way I use it. It was what they were saying, you know. I, You're using like a Fortune 500 company. I guess I don't. I don't know. I got to read that <laughs> article again. You know, I got to read some of these articles that that they really because some of these articles really gave me my my seed to what I do now. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I, I started reading the articles, and they were saying, "Oh, he sold drugs like Walmart." I'm like, well. What did Walmart do? So they're breaking down, letting you know why you're successful. And you're like, oh, is that why I'm fucked? That's the term for it. Yeah. You're so, just doing so what it. what I did is it. I went and got the book on Sam Walton and read him. Every book he wrote. Really? Yeah. Because I want to know what did Sam Walton do like I did? What do, what do we have in common? He's a dude that started Walmart, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, Fucking billionaire. Mm-hmm. He used to let. Each the person that ran each department treated like their own store, right? That was like one of the things that I remember that stood out. He's like, "We we got our team leaders, and you treat your section like it's your own store." Yeah, he 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 was just he was different, he was mm-hmm. a different dude. Yeah, a really humble, uh, stayed low key. You know, he was the richest man in the world. He drove his same old pickup truck with his hound dogs in the back. Damn. And uh, this guy, this guy, uh, one of the guys who interviewed in the story, he made a statement that. Uh, when Sam came to pick him up from the airport, he was looking to, to jump into the Rolls Royce. And he said he had this old pickup truck. In the pickup truck, the seat was wore out on the passenger side and had a spring that was sticking him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean, that's how rich people stay rich, man. Yeah. They said low key, and that's all they need is what their necessities, man. And he got, you know, Sam got lucky too. He got lucky a few times. But, but you know, that's what I did. Uh, another one said I sold drugs like McDonald's, so I went and got the book on McDonald's. And that's literally what I said earlier. Like, so you did it like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. They like they they cover the whole property. I make money off you, and you're selling it with my name, making me more popular. Thank you. Pay me. Yes. That's, that's what you were doing. Yes. So, so is you, that what inspired you to write the second book then? No, the second book, 
the second book was like it's a stroke of luck man um this guy wrote me when i was getting out i was about i had about nine months left i guess and this guy out of new york named coley crutcher wrote me and he was like hey man i got a magazine called get money and i think it would be appropriate to put you on the cover and i said oh yeah i'd only been on one other cover of a magazine before so i was like hell yeah i'll do it for get money i yeah. like that title. Yeah, what a great title for real so, uh when i got out you know we set up with my po and he paid for me to come to new york bought me a suit and put me in a hotel for a week and the whole nine yards and and we went around new york and uh what was, what was we selling my t-shirts i think no 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 i wasn't selling the t-shirts then that's it there get money magazine that picture been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's like, a, like headshot, right? That's yeah, like a, yeah. That feeling. Coley, Coley, the guy who, who, who co-authored this book. He, uh, he, that's his picture. He took, he paid for that picture. So when we finished in New York, twenty-one keys of success. Yeah. What a fucking title. When when we uh, <laughs> when we when we finished uh, when we finished the interview, all the photo shoots and everything. Uh, he was like, "Damn, man, I don't want you to go." I was like, man, shit, I got to get back to L.A., motherfucker. I don't care what you do. I'm going back to L.A. I'm not going to go back to jail. And he's like, man, what if I come out in L.A. and hang out with you for about six months? He said, I'll pay all my own way. I, you know, I do everything myself. And I was like, shit, I ain't got nobody to hang with. I hang by myself anyway. You can come hang with me. And um, I had told him about my three favorite books when I was in prison. I was like, man, no way you bought, you chasing money and you ain't read these books. Something wrong with you. And, um, Everybody that I read about Danny had read those three books. Sam Wall and all of them had read those three books. So uh, I was like, all right, come on out and hang out. So he comes out and he's hanging out. And uh, he's going with me to all my meetings. You know, at this time, everybody's after me about my movie rights. You know, I meet the four most powerful guys in Hollywood. I'm sitting in their office and, and they're trying to make me offers on buying my movie rights. And I'm like, okay. Thank you, <laughs> but no thank you. <laughs> Too low? Yeah, they, they all tried to lowball me, chump me out. You know, they thought because I was broke, I was a chump. I was like, man, I was broke in prison. I wasn't no chump, though. Ain't nobody fucked me in prison. They might say a lot of stuff, but ain't nobody going to tell you they fucked me. So, uh, Coley was with me. And one day we, 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 uh, we go down and we get in the car and, and we riding off. And I look over and he's in this little yellow tablet and he's just jotting down. I said, man, every time I, we, we, every time we leave a meeting or something, you're always writing in that damn pad. What you writing? He's like, oh, I just been keeping a journal. I said, wait a minute. You been keeping a journal from the day that you got, there. You got here? And you, you, you been keeping notes of all the shit I've been going through and doing? I said, man, that's a book. Wait, so he involuntarily wrote a book just by keeping his notes? Yeah. We took his notes and made a book. That's amazing. Yeah, what a good fucking idea. That was my idea. Oh, that's a great idea. It was his idea. idea to keep the notes, but it was my no, idea. Just like, yo, turn that shit into a book. How cool. <laughs> that's how you brought your second book. That's, that's how it got. That's how I, what a fucking story, man. That's and awesome. He, and then he, he figured out the keys that I was using for my success you're an you're a ceo to a giant company you just didn't know it you're yes. doing the same tactics same business practices 
that these legal guys in suits are doing. Making that money too, like Fuck. billions and shit. Like that, you could put, you should put that on the shelf next to those books you were reading, right? That's like how I see it. Well, I think my books, I think, you know, when it's all said and done and my books will be in that vein because my books are Think and Grow Rich, Richest Man, mm-hmm. Babylon, As a Man Think. They are those books. Mm-hmm. From Hill. a street level. Yeah. From a, from a dope dealer's level mm-hmm. from a guy who couldn't read perspectives you know i mean even though in 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 thing or rich you know you got henry ford who couldn't read either you know so so um crazy my story was just so similar to all of these different people who books i read and and i was like fuck man yours just happens to be illegal i should have i should have that's yeah. it. I mean, it goes down in the history books the same. I mean, yeah, it, just, it just happened to be you sold something yeah. illegal. Who said they it was sold illegal? something illegal. Who made it illegal? Exactly. You know, if why? not, you... why? Why? Why that illegal and not alcohol when more people died off of alcohol than died off of cocaine? You know, cigarettes. Yeah. You know, cigarette killed more people than, than all legal drugs put together. So. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe that my books will go down. As for sure, this one here. This one here is definitely going to be a best selling book. You know, it's untold autobiography. Once we'll we'll link it in in the description yeah, yeah. on everything too. For sure. For, so once, everybody once check this out. Find out about it. You know, uh, like even with Joe, I ain't been back on Joe since my book been out. You know, if mm. if I went on Joe Rogan show with this book, it would go crazy. You know, I was broke when I went on Joe Rogan show. Mm. And Joe Rogan is the one that this i this t shirt came from. Joe Rogan, really? Yeah, this this is his idea. You know, I went on the show and I told Joe, "Fuck Joe, I'm fucked up." I'm doing bad, man. I'm out here bad. And he was like, you know what you need? And I was like, what do I need, Joe? You need a T-shirt. I said, oh, fuck. A T-shirt? Motherfucker, I need some <laughs> Not money. Not thought he was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to pull out his checkbook. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, you right? need a fucking check. Here. You need a million dollars, <laughs> man. Check, you know what you mean? <laughs> Watch what I can do with a check. Yeah. <laughs> so... When he said that, one day I'm walking down the street, downtown LA, and this, this kid come up to me and he's like, hey man, I got an idea for you. I look, this is a white kid, you know, like, what the fuck? Another one of these idea motherfuckers, right? <laughs> you know, what you got, kid? And you ought to do a t-shirt. I said, oh no, not another one of y'all. <laughs> to myself, you know, I would yeah. never disrespect anybody, but you know, I get to think whatever I want to think. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, what's your T-shirt idea? He said, the real Rick Ross is not a rapper. I said, corny ass shit. But not. Then the kids say, I'll do everything. I'll print it. I'll design it. And I'll do all this. And and I don't know that this kid is one of the best fucking graphic artists in the world. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Nice. I fucking love that. So I said, you know what? Let's do it, man. So he did the shirt. And couple weeks later he called me hey man i got some shirts for you come take some pictures so i go down i take some pictures in the shirt and he throws me a hundred of them i was like huh these are mine he's like yeah those are yours fuck okay i'm gonna sell these fuckers for five dollars and i get on the street and people start giving me 20 bucks for them man yeah Mm. took you right back to that first rock (laughs) i saw all of them in one day (laughs) Yeah. Yep. yeah, I know what to do with this shit. It's yeah. the same. I say what? <laughs> it's different on huh? selling clothes and shit. It's it's like having shit like, well, I have this much stuff. I got to get rid of it. If I get rid of it at thirty, the rest is profit. Let's go. That's how I do with these clothes. I stopped selling. We start selling clothes, man. Same yeah. thing. It's just like, how can I do? It? I got twenty four bands and this. 
or I need to break it down at this price, blah, blah, blah. It's it, drug, drug math is the ultimate math. I say it every fucking episode. Any math we do gets translated to pounds and then comes back to what we're talking about with him. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. It's all, it's all the same. It's the same, it's it's the same, the same thing. thing for everything of business. Yeah, so that T-shirt, uh, should I go on Joe Rogan's show? Joe, Joe takes me back on the show. That was my last time coming on the show. He two take, episodes, right? Yeah, two episodes. Yeah. He takes the T-shirt and he puts the fucker on. Mm. Good shit. I remember that. He puts the fucking shirt on on camera. Breaks my fucking PayPal. Mm. Nice. PayPal goes Good. fucking bananas. Good like fuck. two days later, PayPal go banana. They had to verify you and everything they, still. Huh? They thought I was fucking scamming. Yep. Scamming, man. pay you at first, huh? <laughs> Just happened That's to happened to me they before. Shut that, they shut it down. That's <laughs> happened to me before. I'm like, no. We're going through that shit good. Right now. They shut that motherfucker down. Wouldn't let us take the money out. Good problem to have, So I took man. that and we, we moved in our first apartment, you know. And, uh, shit, man. That's I amazing. went on tour with that t-shirt and everything. And then, they did a Fear Factor commercial and Joe Rogan had on this t-shirt in the fucking commercial, oh, man. That's fucking Because he loved his t-shirt because I used really good quality Cotton. That is, that's you know, I say, a. I say I'm gonna use good quiet. That's good a cotton. good move on him. That's fucking awesome. That's like what he's talking about, like putting out good vibes to people, just yep. looking out, just without even asking. Yeah. I'm just, it's no yeah that was of, a lookout. You know, it wasn't what I wanted, you know, but you know, it was a, it was a. Good it sparked look. something else. Like, wait, how much I sell these for? And then the kid hit you up, like, maybe I need a shirt. See, things came back to for a reason, man. Yeah. You got in your first yeah, apartment, like, bam, it right did. back. It did. You know, and that that's, that put me on my way. That enabled me to 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 publish my first book. Wow. It helped me publish this book. What year did your first one come out? This book? Yeah. It's about my life. No, what year did the first one come out? Oh, no, that book been out about seven years now. I can't even remember. So, know. yeah, that, that's the one when I first, before we started. started yeah, yeah, yeah. This the one you, you bought yeah. first, yeah. This one here just came out like a year ago. Okay, this is the 21 Keys to Success. This is the one where he was writing it down? Yeah. Yeah, man, what a fucking that's a story in itself, right there. Oh, no, that's another movie. You know, he was there when when the Marshals kicked us out my mom's house. You know, they kicked us out my mom's house. Why? Because she had took one of those crazy ass loans, you know, those loans, uh, those predatory loans. Damn. So when I got home, her house note was like $3,200 a month, and she was $45,000 behind. And so when you come out, you don't get to keep any of this money. All the money you ever made, is gone. they snatch it from you instantly, oh, yeah. right? I was fucked up when I got home. That's yeah, fucking... Even if, even if it was through a legal... Say you bought a company, it's legal. They it, take all of it. It don't matter. You know what my mom used to say? A fool and his money will soon depart. So it's a good saying. I like that. But when you got some sense, money will come to you. Mm. <laughs> well... There's another Before shirt. we finish, though, we got when you read this article, you're gonna see, you know, like why I'm in the boxing. Because oh yeah, was, yeah, when he came to jail, I told him I was gonna be in the boxing. So that's how. Uh, so what's your what's your box? Is it a company? Is this what you're doing? Or is it just Kid like- Austin? I got a kid named Kid Austin. He he. Right now, he's my biggest prospect. I believe that he is gonna re he's gonna redo boxing. He's gonna make more money than Floyd Mayweather. He, hey, you 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 know you know money and you know how to spot things. So you if know, you're Philly. saying that, damn, Kid Austin, yeah. where's he from? Uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. I just thought maybe it was his name. That's his name, Kid Austin. Nice, man. So you're- Can you pull him up? Legally in, in, in the boxing arena now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be the king of boxing. I ain't just in boxing. I'm going to take boxing over. 
That's how I get the best kid in boxing. I mean, how's what else you get the best kid for? You know, like uh how old is he? He just turned nineteen. Oh, he's getting ready to turn damn. 19. He's that young and he's already doing this? Here, this guy's fifty four K on this. Right? fucking big. You see him? Is that him? Yeah, this is him right here. Oh yeah, that's his page. Damn, he's only night about to be nineteen. Yeah, just turning nineteen. That was a grown ass man already. And he wants to fight every week. Mm. He enjoys it. Well, you know what? He he don't think anybody can hit him. Really? Has he been hit yet? I think he said he got hit one time. That he remembers. Damn. Yeah, he said they can't hit him, man. Yo, look at that fucking picture. That looks like put Ali. that on a shirt. God damn. Put that on a shirt right there. For real. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's man a you do. That's mean you do. You got a shirt company that's doing. That shirt? Yeah, we put that shirt on that picture on the shirt. I don't know if my audience is all <laughs> weed. It's all weed. Hold on. We Give me five minutes yeah. and I can I can I can figure that something out. That look on his face is that so look on his face, that's some Mike Tyson face shirt right tells me like I've only been hit once. <laughs> that's what that face <laughs> says. <laughs> Yeah, like yo, that looks. Thought hey, you thought you could win. Hey, you yeah. thought you could win. Yeah, that's what that. Fits. You didn't yeah. have a chance. You didn't have a chance, my man. Yo, that's a big kid. He's 19 years old, and that's how big this guy is. Fuck. How do you feel about all the celebrity boxing matches? I mean, uh, it's all entertainment. Yeah, you know, uh, it's uh, WWF at that point. I, I, I'm. T- I was talking to. I'm talking to another another boxer right now, uh, Anthony Peterson, who who is. One of the greats, you know, he's thirty-eight and one, and the Damn. one loss that he has, the guy could have been on us on a steroids. He got caught steroiding about three or four months later. But anyway, and the way he he broke it down to me is, you know, because I I look at boxing as as a violent sport, of course. Yeah. In, in my personal opinion, it's a violent sport, and I got in it to 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 help the fighters. So really, really, the reason I'm in the boxing is to help the fighters, not to to en- enrich myself. It's a hard I, I mean, I will get enriched, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's just the the law of the law of the universe. If you constantly put something in, something's gonna come out. Reciprocation. You know, like if you're putting good shit in, good vibes, good vibes come out. If you put shitty vibes, you know, they say live by the gun, die by the gun. So law of attraction. We just talked about this. Yeah, we preach this shit all the time. The law of attraction. Yeah, I believe in the law of attraction. Too. It's real. Like. I don't know. We 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 got to we got to get together again, but we we can go into so much so much shit. Uh uh but I, I found out that I put myself in prison because before I'd ever been in a police car, I had enough money to quit selling dope. But I didn't. And I would be laying in bed with one of my girls and I would be like, "Hey, when I go to jail, you going to run?" Mm-hmm. So a logical thinking person would be like, I got enough money. Why don't I quit before I go to jail? Yeah. But me, I was saying, are you going to run for me when I go to jail? You're manifesting it. So I already knew I was going to jail. Yeah, you manifested yourself going straight. So to jail. I manifested myself in jail, and then once I got to prison and I figured that out, I started manifesting myself out of prison. And when you when you do that, what happens is your mind starts to make you do the things that it take to get the results that you need. 
And and that's why I learned how to read. You know, that's why I learned how to use the law library, shepherdize. And I knew all the top jailhouse lawyers, you know, they were, they became my best friends. You know, we ate at the same table. And, you know, I snuck food to them after, you know, yeah. you, 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 you find yourself catering to these situations that will put you in a position to accomplish the goals that you're trying to accomplish. I love that. Did you read The Secret, the book The Secret? I read The Secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he just read, talked about this. I read 300 books. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Are you just sitting there? 300 books? Yeah, 300. I used to read maybe some weeks, three books a week. Wow. Did you represent yourself when you got out? I didn't. Uh, I had a public defender. I found the issue. He put it together. Mm. <sighs> Did he look at you like, was he fucking genius? astounded when you broke it down to him? He didn't believe it at first. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, nobody, nobody really, it, it took a while before people really dug into it, you know, like, I had to explain to him, kind of like what I did to you guys, like a guy could wake up this morning, you know, and be like, fuck, I see these kids out here making all that fucking money, my kid needs surgery, I'm going out here and get some of it, you know, and um, and go get the money, you know, so I had to break it down to him like that, and that's the way he wrote the brief up to the appeals court. You know, that a guy can't become a career criminal in one day. You know, there's no way you're a career criminal and you only committed crime one day. It's not possible. And 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 the way I, when I found out the way the law read is that it's a continuous criminal spree. So a spree could go for a day, it could go for 10 years, but it's still one spree. One hell of a spree. <laughs> but the way you word it, that's fucking true. Yeah. yeah. That is completely true. That's what it is, a, con- a continuous criminal spree. It's not interrupted. Now, if it gets interrupted. By jail. Now you know you're in the wrong. Now you're a career criminal going back. Because that's what I'm saying. Jail's there to re- rehabilitate you. So you Yo. have the opportunity. Yeah. Wow. Man. I'd be sitting there still. I would have never thought of that. But I, I can do stuff like that. It's like uh, even out here on the streets, you know, I, I can take situations and I can analyze them and and, and put things together and, and just make, you know, it, it's crazy. Like, like right now, man, it's, it's like I'm in a position of like fucking bananas, you know, like I know like six billionaires, you know, like fuck these guys. I'll take my phone call, you know, like mm-hmm. I can go to their places, you know, and, and, and have a conversation with them. And I, I never knew that before. So now my only thing is to put the play together. You're on your way. Yeah. What I see is you have like a hyper focus in your brain from going to tennis. And that's all you did. You didn't even get in trouble. You weren't doing nothing. You were just going to bed. at no, eight. I was a square. You're hyper because you were so focused on it's tennis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? You get into the the cars. You're like, well, I'm gonna make three hundred dollars a night. Then you're, you know, then I have my own chop shop. Mm-hmm. Then you're selling Taking drugs and literally making a billion yeah. dollars. And then you're in prison. I need to get out, and you find a way to get out. And now I'm gonna take over boxing. So I can't wait to see the next couple of years. Not That's only I I'm need thinking. to get out, but I can't even read, and I need to get out. And then you have to teach yourself, right? So far yeah. from getting out. <laughs> Yeah, that's remarkable. I just I want the fans to wrap their yeah, minds around. That's that what I'm trying to like at the end of this. That when take you think that away. You're in a fucked up predicament in life. Read you're that. Not. Read that. They got to read that article because Jesse did his research. 
Yo, we'll, we're going to link that. And I'm going to link these and any other uh, websites. And tell them to follow me on Instagram, too. Freeway we'll Ricky. We'll put all that right when you pop Facebook, up. Facebook, Twitter. Did you, tell us about, did you tell us about your weed brand at all? That's our audience. I think, yeah, that's our main oh, yeah. target focus. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting ready to open my dispensary up. Yeah, Are you? Yeah, I got a dispensary. Oh, shit. I thought you were just doing the brand, like selling at spots. Oh, no, I want a dispensary. Oh, wow. Where are you going to open got it? A, and I got to grow, too. I'm where building you? a 44,000 square foot grow. Where are you open? In San Bernardino. Oh, shit. I'm building a grow. <laughs> yeah. I can show you the pictures of the grow. I got the grow right here. Nice. Like by needles and shit? No, it's San Bernardino. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I have a lot of homies I'm out in there. San Bernardino, baby. Nice. Where do you think about opening the shop at? Uh, the, the shop is going to be in... Uh, the shop is going to be in uh, Well, I just hit 251,000 followers. Good shit. Quarter mil. Uh, the shop is going to be in Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Where's that at? Uh, Northern LA. Right right around here. Not far from here. You, oh. you got to come and get some weed from me. I'm going to have the cheapest weed in town. That's the way to go though. Because I'm not going to uh I'm not going to be trying to double my money. No, no, If you can make 15 to 30% off of, off of an eighth and somebody can buy it at 30, they're going to come back three times a week. Then buy that $80 eighth. That's one you know? of my, a picture of, of some of my weed. LA Kingpins. That's one of my brands. You know, I got like five brands. I didn't know that. I just thought it was the Freeway Ricky one. Oh, no. I got about five brands. What? What are the brands? I got brands with all the big dogs. <laughs> oh, I got you. Okay, okay. Because I've seen the one where it looks like a straight Scarface cover. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's with the Cure Company. Yeah. Okay. So it is with over here. You know what I do is is what happened is when I go when I go to those companies and, and I be wanting to buy weed from them. They be like, oh, we don't want to sell you weed, but we'll do a brand with you. Take it. And I'd be like, oh yeah, get that. You playing right into my clutches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can make a little bit hey, here, a little bit there, hey, you simultaneous. You'd have did better. You'd have did better selling by me the weed. selling me the weed and stay away from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, you, that's good though, me, man. If you allow me to, oh, that go my building right here. That's my building right there. Oh shit, that's an industrial space, man. Oh, you're already building out. Yeah, forty-four thousand square feet. This space is gonna make like four million oh, every two. Every yeah, I would say every harvest. Yeah, we we looking to do like sixteen hundred pounds every two months. Yeah, no matter what, and at base twenty-three hundred out the door, even in bulk. Where you put it in the bags, you know. Oh yeah, you just put it in a branded bag. Maybe it's twenty six out the door. Oh, there, go that, there go that. There go that freeway brand. There it is, right there. That's the, what I was talking the sure about. Mints. <laughs> nice man. I, I love. Uh, that's that's the one I've seen. I didn't know you had other brands. It's yeah, always, it's I got another been. brand that I'm doing with some guys out of Humbo called uh, Yayo. Y a y o. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, then I got another brand that I'm doing with uh, a company out of Sacramento, uh, Leafly. I think Life Leafly. Leafly. Is it Leafly? Yeah, that's a huge website. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big one. Not the website, not Leafly, not Leafly. This company used to grow for cookies, and and they they big. They got a hundred and sixty thousand square foot. Shit. So and they go some of the. So what you're doing is good though. You're going out there, go. Hey, you guys can do all the work, right? You do all the work, right? And you just get give me money. It's it's good because while you're asleep, you're getting paid every day. And then I just signed a deal in Connecticut. Damn, I'm signing another deal in Oklahoma where my edibles. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do with uh, 
Chef Joey out of out of Oklahoma, my edibles. Oklahoma's wild, wild west right now. Uh, Whatever suggests is do the highest milligrams you can do on the edibles over there. Yeah, and they'll sell faster. Yeah, because yeah. The over here it's a hundred. And, and well, you know my stuff gonna be cheap too. Not just I want great product at a cheap price. That's the way. That's the way you get everybody though. So, well, you got to wait. I, I ain't gonna tell y'all what I'm gonna do for my grand opening, otherwise. Everybody gonna try to copy my. Yeah, don't say mm. it. Don't say so, it. So I ain't gonna tell them. But my grand opening, you better be there, and you are gonna miss out on a treat, 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 treat. <laughs> hey, I'm enticed. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, y'all gotta come. Where's yeah. that gonna be? You said or the Sun Valley? Sun Valley. Yeah, yeah. How long? Yeah, how long yeah. do you think? Uh, we hoping to be open by November. Oh shit! Cause I ain't gonna have no fancy place. I ain't gonna have. You just need a shop. You need a fucking four walls. Man. It's gonna look like a trap house. That's fine. That's what I might call a trap house. That's fun. Put it in fucking looks like it's boarded up outside. You walk in, it's actually nice. That'd yeah, be fucking yeah. sick. That's kind of tight, actually, right? Nice These papers clean. on the windows and shit. I'm gonna have weed. Everybody's weed. I want everybody's weed. Just like when I sold on the black market, I wanted everybody's weed. I want King Louis, everybody that sell weed. Bring me your weed. All the weed I could afford. Fuck it. Someone's gonna buy it. There's a market for everything. Man. Exactly. Everybody and they want different products, you know. Yeah. Some people don't want cookies. Some want this one. Some don't want freeway. You know, give them get different the people. states, two different price points. You know, my man, you say I got to give the people, give the people what they want. That's true. If you live by that, you're gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, no, the richest people I know live by that, right? Uh, there. All my homies that got stacked money live by that rule. I'm right gonna there. be one of your homies with stacked money. Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna give mine away though. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm do a lot for for charity. That's good though, man. You, know? you you've already learned all the mistakes you had the first time. And then you know, with kid, we just signed uh, a deal with uh with Davy Entertainment. You know, uh, they they giving the girl who who the black wrestler. Did you see that? She she was the first black to ever win a uh, wrestling in the Olympics. In the Olympics, gold medal. I watched the Olympics. I didn't see that. The, oh yeah, I did see her. Right? Yeah, I saw her. She looked mad. Uh, like like a really nice kid, and then she, you know what I mean. When you see those girls, you're like, oh, you probably she was like buff, a nerd. Though. She was buff, right? I just watched the whole trial, all of this. I know exactly so, which girl you're talking so, about. So what what Davy is doing? She said, yeah. she said, uh, now I want to go medal. I'm gonna buy my mom a, a food truck because her, her mom's food truck got burned up in a fire and didn't have insurance on it. And uh, so Cameron from Davy's Entertainment, uh, Cruise Kitchen. He was like, girl, $30,000 ain't going to get you no food truck. I'm going to donate you one. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. So he donated the truck to her. That's the same company that kid is with. Oh, so he's just signed to them? Yeah, yeah. We signed him to them. As, we didn't sign him to a boxing promoter. I, you know, I didn't want it to be just regular boxing. I wanted it to be more entertainment. You know, like, look, man, you, you, you got more than just, you more than just a boxer. You know, boxing is for like just. I mean, you know, you could be smart in box too. You know, I, I think Sugar Ray was pretty smart. Ali I, I, was smart. I think anybody that's making that kind of money just by using their body is smart. I don't care if they're not intellectually it's, smart. It's, it's kind of tough though. You know, when you look at it, you know, you're making money for beating people's brains out. It's kind of brutal. It's brutal. And, and for taking brain and damage. taking the damage is really what I would be worried about. Exactly. I mean, you, you listen to most of the boxers yeah. and they talk. and, and it's, it's a little slow. I get it. It's not worth the sacrifice. I would never. Like I said, how would you take a shot from Mike Tyson? Like, 
no amount of money in the world. Yeah. Because he might exactly. fuck me up in one exactly. shot. Exactly. You may never be you may never same. be able to spend a, yeah, a dime of it. No, hell no. It's not worth it. So, I mean. The same a, thing with kid. If you take a shot from kid, kid will knock you down. I don't want to take a shot from that guy you showed me. And anywhere in my body. I don't want to get hit by him. And especially if they get a clean shot, you know, like. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw Those guys, up. They, they practice hitting you in certain places. Yeah, to knock you, to knock your wind out. Like I think it's illegal to hit back, but right here is the spot I always see the people kidney. drop. The, the kidney. kidney. They want to. They want to hit that kidney. If they hit that kidney, that kidney is shut down. And when the kidney shut down, you're going down. So they get paid enough for doing their thing. Because no, I they mean, don't. They don't. Not no? in my opinion. No, no. The only boxers I ever seen these people making so much money. So that's the only. Oh, Floyd Mayweather. I don't watch boxing really, so that's like I hear about these guys like so and so made Jake thirty Paul's mil. Making, Jake Paul making a lot of money. That's entertain now. entertainment. I get that. But that's what it should be. I get it. It should be entertainment. You know, it needs to go back to where it's entertainment, and the guys who are taking all the punishment and doing all the work should get all the money. You know, and and the guys who are sitting in those big fat offices, the promoters and the managers should get very small money. You know, you're not getting hit in the head. You know, mm-hmm. You're not running all those UFC. Like yeah, UFC is. <laughs> There's a lot of evil shit like this. Yeah. So that's why I'm into boxing. Good, man. I can't wait to see that. Bring it back in your time. I mean, I've been watching it the past couple of years, but my mom's a boxing fan. So that's why I grew up seeing You guys got to come out to, to one of kids' fights and, and, and check him out, man. You just let us know. I'm down. I'm down. I've never been to a boxing. I've never yeah, been to a I fight. Know. I've never been to anything. And, man, you could do a weed shirt. Was, was a that? A weed shirt. We could legendary. do a weed shirt. A weed shirt. Marijuana. Give me, give me 10 minutes and I can come up so with a design. Legendary. All right, come up with a design for I us. can come up with a design. All right. Well, you heard it here. All right? You heard it here first. <laughs> I, I can come up with something. Better than minutes. Joe Rogan did. Joe Rogan told me to do the shirt. <laughs> Broke paper. Didn't I will it. make it. And you're going to make the yeah, shirt. Yeah, I got all you. Right. I got you. That's the deal. And, yeah, don't worry. I, I think of it all up and then someone could draw it. All right, let's do it. I got it. I need a, I need a great weed shirt so I can wear it to the dispensaries when I, I go got out. you. Easy. No, no, no. That's, 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 my, that's right up my alley, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll we'll link all your stuff, all your socials and everything. Where can people find the books? They can get at my website. Don't go to Amazon. Don't go to Amazon. No, I ain't going to sign if you buy from Amazon. Don't go to Amazon. If you buy from my website, I will sign and autograph it. And with an autographed copy, you get to come to the 100,000 party. When hey. I, when I sell 100,000, I'm going to throw this big party. Nice. Yes. See, and you're the on the people, marketing tip already. And man. the only people can come. If you have you that signed have book. I don't care if you got a million dollars. You can't get in the door if you don't have an autograph copy. Mm. That's going to be my rule, and I ain't going to change. Nice, man. I love it. I love it. So what's the website? Freeway Ricky Ross. FreewayRickyRoss.com. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so we'll have that linked in the uh, in the description, guys. For every single social he's got, we have a link in the description. So if you're on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you're on, YouTube, it'll be in the description. Thank, Man, thank you. I appreciate it. Give me some time. I have that shirt. I, can, right, I could think of something tight. Let's do it. I'm ready for it. I I'm, need it. I'm, I've been trying to I'm come trying. up with a good weed shirt. I got it. I, I, that's what I do, man. So just give me a little bit of time. I can think of something tight. All right. Yeah, we got something. I'll get something. Maybe that 250,000 followers I got might buy one. That's the whole point, man. That social media just pumps everything. It's the best part. Imagine if 250,000 by Bought a shirt times 20. 
You can imagine that. Oh, yeah. Imagine that shit right now. No, I can do it right now. I can do that math real quick. <laughs> All right. Let me go yeah. get something to eat. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. This has been Freeway Rick Ross. Appreciate you so it much. It was worth the drive. Thank you so much for coming out late, too. Appreciate it. I know it's late, but thank you so much. No doubt. Oh, 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 oh. Have a dope ass day, guys. Sorry, I didn't even do the outro. This has been another episode of the Dope as Usual podcast. I'm Dope as Yola. Have a dope ass day. So I got caught up. I'm literally, I'm trying to think of all the designs in my head. Perfect. Yeah.